Now read the documentation. You didn't. It does do that. See. days when you'd actually play the music before we'd start yeah like live like we were doing a live show yeah that was yeah that's kind of fun we'd have to like sit and be quiet why did we do it that way i, I don't know just because i didn't know how to yeah. do separate tracks or do it later so. and post <laughs> i think so <laughs> i think it helped because you remember how hard it was for us to get started i mean it's still hard actually we, we still suck at this but yeah we'd suck a little bit less than we used to but it was hard for us to get going. I think the music helped. It's like it was that was our intro music. It's like, oh, here we go. It got you pumped up, you know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I always started in with the whiskey because that's what because my nerves would get to me. Oh, whatever. Yeah, you Mister, don't remember, Mister? I give talks at conferences and Dreamforce and everything. I forced myself to. Speaking of Dreamforce, are you going this year? You probably no, will. No. Right? Oh, you're not. No. I mean, because you can get. You, I mean, you're employed by someone who will pay for you to go, right? Or no. I, I don't know if that's. I, I, I assume that was. I never. You, I never asked. I just. Okay. It, I don't like the experience anymore. Um, I prefer the experience we had with Trailhead. But there's an app. Help Trailhead X. John, there's a there's a poop map app now that you can get, oh. so you can avoid all the bad stuff. <laughs> First of all, I wouldn't have anything to eat because everyone would have booked up all the restaurants. I know. Um, Even have, your hotel restaurant gets booked up. <laughs> I'd have to stay like like on the south side of California and drive like two hours north to get. Because there's no hotels. Yeah, I guess people uh, where they they like stay. What's across the bay? Berkeley and um, uh, Oakland. Mm-hmm. I guess Oakland's. Yeah, I guess a lot of people do that, and they say it's fine. They just take the Bart in, which some people say Bart's fine. Some people say Bart is to be completely avoided. So I never know. And then the the conference itself is heavy, just marketing, yeah. marketing and sales, and it's just salespeople selling to salespeople. Yeah. I just I I I've never really gotten much out of it in the past. I mean, there's been a few sessions here and there, but not not enough to say it was worth the money that I spent on it. Yeah, <clears throat> I did the math and I think. Well, did you see that? How much tickets are these days? I I saw you post about it. It was like what? Yeah, twenty two hundred. Mm-hmm, yeah. Twenty two hundred. Ouch. And that is that early bird? It's got to be right. There's probably I mean, no early bird. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. My point was, and I'm you know I'm. I wasn't even complaining about the price because the, the, the truth is, is that there's enough people that will pay that. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I wonder what percentage of people pay something less than like the list price. It's got to be a huge percentage. But there's enough people that pay list price. There are a lot, I'm sure. Salesforce well, makes sure those that they want to be there have some kind of discount. To I, be I'm there. curious if you took the, like of all the attendees, you averaged up what they pay, what, you know, what the average would be. Because a lot of them are there free. So Salesforce is going to get free tickets to every, all their prospects, people they want to go. Mm-hmm. And their best customers get, I mean, I think most decent sized customers get a certain number of like basically passes. I think so, yeah. And then beyond that, there's all the well, different usually, discounts. What happened to me when I was working for a big company was um, they stuck me on one of their committees. Their little, not committees. Their um, yeah, the team or something or them. No, not not their committee. Like when you a panel, they 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 had me on a panel. Okay, and that covered the cost of my my ticket. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I was a customer were, talking about my customer experience. Right, you were on the Salesforce. Yeah, you platform. were you were a speaker basically. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I, I bet the you know if the if the list price this year is twenty two hundred, I bet the average price paid is is probably like a thousand bucks. Still, it's a lot of money. It is, and that's the, that's well, the, it would that's be, the cheap part of it for me to be twenty two hundred dollars because I don't work for some big employer. Mm-hmm. Um, Salesforce doesn't even like me, which I don't blame them. <laughs> um, 
So I'm sure as hell not going to get someone reaching out to me with, oh, hey, Jeremy, here's a pass, you know, you can take. <laughs> they'd, they'd probably more likely pay you not to go. They would. <laughs> they definitely would. Like, what, what would it take to, to keep you away? Yeah. But what, what was the, uh, I, I added up like hotel, because, you know, hotels are, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not willing to stay across the bay. It's just not worth it for me. Yeah. I'm not willing to stay in some complete pile of garbage either. So you're looking at, you know, I'm with tickets and hotels and, and, and airline and meals and everything. You're looking at like probably eight grand. And then, of course, I'm self-employed, so it's, it's all on me. So you got to add all my lost revenue. And it's, it's, I, it's like I always like to, um, I can't remember who, who someone came up with this, but they, they equated you know, the cost of going to a conference in terms of the number of Apple Watches. And it would be like buying and throwing away 20 well-equipped Apple Watches. I'd rather keep the watches. I'd rather have an arm full of watches than, than go to Dreamforce. Yeah. That conference just does not attract me anymore. And I don't know that it ever did. I think I wanted to go out of curiosity. I, mean, there's, I did like meeting the people there, you know, networking. Yeah, that's... I, mean, that's, I, I hate using the word networking. It sounds so business. I know. But I, I, I like meeting and talking to, the peop- <laughs> to people. Um, well, okay. Socializing. Is I, I like socializing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the antisocial side because I'm very insecure, but... When I when I'm able to come out of my shell a bit and hang out, I I really enjoy it. So that's what I enjoyed was getting to meet people and talk to them that I've only known or seen or heard on the phone or something like that. It was yep. it was an opportunity to get to 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 meet some of those people. Well, and it is. I mean, it's like professional networking, and I know what you mean. Like it's not like salespeople networking; they're just trying to find more people to sell to. But yeah. it's it's um you know that's how you meet people that you you know you can build long relationships, friendships with, and yeah, professional relationships which can be useful you know mutually useful i think for so, now well in, until until that gets blown up is tdx is probably the conference that i'm more likely to go to although i'm i'm not so sure if i, I mean, want to do any conferences next year oh, i'm sure you will you, you always say stuff like that i really i really want such a sandbagger i wanted to go to with everything with, with conferences that you're going to with with gadgets and technology you're going to buy, you always, oh, I'm not going to, no, I'm not getting an Apple Watch now. No, no, I'm, like, no I'm not going to Dreamforce. I'm not getting the new, I can't, I wish I kept I'm not the getting list. the new iPhone 10 because exactly. I hate the damn notch. I still hate the damn notch, but I have it because my old phone was so slow and crappy. It just was not functional for me. Yeah. And so I had to replace it and I was like, eh, I'll just, I'll just get that. I was hold. I was resisting the, that phone because, you know, I have the, the old pluses mm-hmm. and they're, um, they're wider than the iPhone 10. And I'm like, I'm going to be sacrificing width. But then yeah, I realized like the I mean, girth of that well, look, phone. I've huh? got like short fingers. Like I can even fit my thumb to the other side of my phone. Then I'm, then I, and the other day I was thinking about that. And I was like, I should just get an iPhone 10 because I can't even reach my thumb across my phone. Yeah. So I might as well just have, I might as well have a narrower phone. And then I realized I'm actually not even on my phone that much. I mean, I use it for mainly for like ways and texting with my wife and a couple friends. Mm-hmm. And when I have to look something up on the web, because I really don't like doing much web browsing on yeah. the phone or anything like that. It's I mean, when I have to, I'm glad I've got it, and it's and it's a it's a legit browser. But other than that, I just that's when I realize I'm like I don't because you're part of you're part of this older generation, like the no, younger generation. Yeah, totally. their their noses are glued to those things. They do everything <laughs> like things. I was like, really, you do that on it? I was on a flight the other day, and uh, <laughs> there was this girl next to me, and she probably was twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and she had her. Um, I guess she had an iPad and I happened to look over like right after we took off and she had taken a photo of like at the window cause she was sitting in the window seat as we were taking off 
and I could tell her she was adding like it was Snapchat because she was adding like the text to it. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the stuff she was saying at thirteen years old, I'm like, oh my gosh. First of all, it reminds me, I'm glad I don't have a daughter. <laughs> well, I do. So. I know you do. <laughs> um, but they say stuff that you don't think they say, and sure as hell, you don't think they should be saying. Mm. What brought that up? No, that was weird. Something about. I think we started with the cost of Dreamforce to be equating it to it was something with iPads or to iPad, watches, and then oh, I said I didn't want to go to conferences, and you said I sandbagged that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so so yeah, I mean, I would like to go to Dreamforce in in terms. I mean, there's things about it that I like. I mean, mainly the the social part. I um, I, I, it, for me, it's hard to get into. It's hard to go to. Yeah, I noticed it's even TDX. It's hard to get into the sessions. I mean, a lot of the sessions I I want to go to, I find that once I get there, it's too crowded and. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't do, deal well with crowds to begin with. So, I'll, you know, I usually, some, a lot of times if there's a, I'll, I'll say, okay, like here's two or three I'd like to go to at this certain time. And if I, my, my first choice is really full, then I'll try the next one or whatever. But so the session experience is never good for me. A lot of that's on me though. I mean, some of it's on, I think the conference itself, but so, yeah. some of it's on me too. And then, uh, you know, the thing is Dreamforce is so big. If you like, the, I think that year we went a few years ago. I mean, I know a lot more people now than I did then, but I, I feel like I didn't meet a lot of people that year because I because I, I didn't already know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, did you ever read what's the book? The I think it's Malcolm Gladwell. He, he describes mavens and connectors. What book was that? Uh, Gladwell, Maven connector. It's one of the you'll recognize the name in it instantly. Uh, the tipping point. <clears throat> I have that, and I thought I read it. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it's you didn't. not ringing a bell. Put that back on your list. Yeah, but now, but I know a few of these guys that like Chuck. I feel like is like one of the, he's a connector, you know. And so, I think it was the the first TDX I went to. Like Chuck just is introducing me to all these people and everything, and it's like that was such a better experience. I mean, it's the opposite of my Dreamforce experience, where I met very few people because I didn't already know the right people. And there are so many people at Dreamforce. It's like, I, I liken it to when you like walk down the street in New York City in Manhattan. You're not going to meet anyone. There's too many people. It'd be mm-hmm. weird if you're just like, oh, hey, and you start up the phone, a, a, a conversation with someone. Whereas in a, you know, if you're walking down the street of Omaha and like, you see someone drinking a beer you like, you can, it's totally normal just to like, oh, I like that beer too. Oh, yeah, man, it's like super hoppy. And you, you, know, you like hoppy beers, is that your thing? Or, you know, you, it would be totally mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. But in New York City, or, and, and I'm, I'm not saying dream, people at Dreamforce would be, wouldn't be uh, friendly or whatever, but it's just that there are so many people there that you're just, it'd be weird. Just, I mean, because you're always in these, I mean, everywhere you're going, they're just like, you're shoulder to shoulder with a million people. And it's just, there's not like this hanging out chill, like, oh, let's track up a conversation. It's just, it's not, it's not conducive to that. Yeah. So, even, even TDX got that way a little bit, but you, you always had the option of just kind of leaving. And because there wasn't that many people, at least in the surrounding area, you could find a, a spot to hang out and relax or decompress. But at, at Dreamforce, everything is packed. Everything yeah. is busy. And everything around there is geared towards trying to get your eyeballs onto something that someone wants to sell. Yeah. And so you really have to go out of your way to try to find a spot where you're just relaxing. Yep. TDX is getting big. I mean, I feel like last year, or the, the last one, whenever that was earlier this year, well, I think it's because it found its identity as being more of an admin conference yeah. than well, because I think it started out wanting to be a developer conference. At least that's what I imagined it being. But 
it seemed like this time around it was very you know citizen developer focused and well salesforce has redefined what a developer even means so yeah there's that but uh yeah i mean i'll I'll, i'm definitely interested in going to tdx again I'll, i'll keep going until it gets so crowded that i just it's the tip you know speaking of the tipping point I hit the tipping point. I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not my jam anymore. Yeah, you know, and think about like, I just, I don't think I can afford conferences. To be honest, it's such an expense and out of, out of pocket I, expense. That I haven't even had time or money to take a vacation in so long. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's just, I, it, it's, it's such a stretch to think that I could take a week off and basically spend close to ten grand in expenses alone mm-hmm. to do that. I just, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, I know there's 150,000 people that, that can do it because of their employer or, or whatever. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, I'm happy for you. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. In some ways, I wish I had that. But in other ways, I, I, the trade-offs that I make, I, you know. Well, the other side I, of it is, because like, like I've, I've gone on a company dime before and I always felt obligated to kind of go and do as many things and to document as many things. Because I was, there was, in some cases, there actually was an expectation but then I kept that expectation throughout the years of I have to report back. I have to show that I did stuff and got some value out did of you, this. Did you really feel that way, though? I had to do presentations. But they were probably easy, weren't they? Was this when you worked for a big company? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's too many strings attached for me. Like, hey, if you're going to give me a conference budget, let me go. Just let me go then, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... Well, then we had agendas. I, I had to meet with you know, some Salesforce people and talk about things and do things. And, you know, there was, there was a schedule attached to it. And, yep. You know, it wasn't a vacation. Right. <laughs> I think a lot of people treat the, these conferences kind of like a little mini vacation, you know, which, which it's, that's awesome that you're able to do that. I just, I've never been able to do that. Uh, this last round with TDX was kind of like the closest I got to that, but it was completely out of pocket for me. And I was still working a lot, which kind of sucked as you well. You worked like almost the whole time. Yeah. That sucked. And um, so that kind of, that kind of took away from it as well. But it almost makes it not worth it. It, it did. I mean, you basically hung out at night sometimes with us and that was about it. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you, and you showed up for the, your um, extracurricular session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like I make everything hard for myself by <clears throat> thinking I'm making novel decisions in life. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what's on uh, what's on your mind this week, John? Any any interesting news? I feel like we have to talk about. I know this is not an Apple show. And I don't want to turn it into an Apple show, but did you see the the news on Apple yesterday? Let's turn this into an Apple show. Let's just let's just say good day, sir. Is not tied to Salesforce. Let's just we're just going to become Apple nerds. Well, we've also we've always said that technically we're not a we're not, we're not tied to, except for except for like in all of our SEO and like names and everything. It says you know good day, you sir. You made me do that. I know I did, but I'm just saying you know <laughs> I was trying to be agnostic. Is that the right word? Uh, topic agnostic. We're definitely a, a Salesforce oriented podcast. But you said we got we got to have we got. I'm have surprised a thing. we haven't seen a. a we got You said we had to get a, a piece of that three million developer. At the <laughs> exactly. Time pie. No, now it's like seven. Million. Like all we need is ten percent of that three million, and we got it. We <laughs> <laughs> don't even have ten basis points. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. So Apple. Yeah. You, you said, now you I happen to know that you basically have been dead to the normal world for the past month and not that that's going to change but I I certainly know you have been this month because I saw how many hours you logged 
that's supposed so, to be a secret. So you, do you. You hack the accounts to see what <laughs> oh, my yeah. hour, my billing yeah, hours. I'm a hacker out in the Salesforce. Check your hours. <laughs> Um, did, did you see the news? Do you know what I'm talking about, referring to? Um, I saw a headline, I think, this morning, because it, 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 uh, it was on my notification screen, but I didn't get to click on it. Something about Apple surging or something to, yeah. to market cap or something. Is that right? So they just, there was, now there was, I think, rumors that they were going to have a good, they just released their, their you know, earnings, I guess, yesterday, their quarterly earnings. Sorry, I'm just going on Do Not Disturb. And there were, there were some rumors that it was going to be a good quarter for them. For them. And the question was, would their earnings be? Would their would their earnings result be so good that it would bump them? Because their market cap is around nine hundred billion right now. Mm-hmm. Would it? Would their stock price go up enough that they would bump them up to be a company worth one trillion dollars? Wow! Because that's that'll be the first time that's ever happened. Is that what happened, or is that what's? No, I don't think they hit a trillion. They're, last time I looked, they were right around nine hundred fifty billion. Man, so that's their market cap. But no, they um, did. Did he did the, he get online and say, "I want to be the uh, I'm a dedicated." To, to being the first to a hundred to a trillion, to a trillion. Yeah. yeah, first to a trillion. How does, he, how does he say it? I can't say it the way he says it. Well, I've, I can, I can. I'm dedicated, and um, how does he say what, it? What was his? Um, what were the key words? I can search for it. Well, the fastest to ten billion. Is that what it was? No, yeah. was it billion? Yeah, billion. Yeah, right? Billion. There we go. Let me try this one. It is absolutely my dream, and I'm dedicated to being the fastest to ten billion. Yeah. So what is it, Cook? So Cook had to get up there and say. Uh, I'm, I'm dedicated. You got to get your southern accent going, John. Oh, I can't do it. My brain's not firing right now. <laughs> it's that 190 hours getting to you. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're also mixing revenue with market cap because Salesforce's market cap is over. They're over 100 billion now. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Of course, Salesforce is also uh, also is grossly overvalued compared to compared to Apple. So Salesforce's EPS is. Or sorry, their PE ratio is super, super high, and Apple's is normal. Mm. So basically, if 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 uh, Salesforce's PE was similar to Apple's, Salesforce would be worth like thirty billion or forty billion, something, something much lower than what they are now, uh, just based on earnings. Anyway, yeah, they. I mean, the expectations were already pretty high. I think they were like the expectations were an EPS of like two dollars and thirteen cents. That's earnings per share, mm-hmm. and they would come in at like two dollars and thirty four cents or something like that. I think. And which is, I don't know, 10% higher than already high expectations. This really blew it out. And it's, and this course comes on the heels of, you know, there's been talk for what a year now that, you know, Apple's dead. They're, um, cause they had some, you know, flat, not great quarters and you mm-hmm. know, they can't innovate anymore. They haven't done anything good since Steve Jobs died. They're, you know, they're just on a slow, de- you know, now it's just managing the decline, just like Yahoo did. You know, they managed their decline, not mm-hmm. very well, actually. Uh, but they, you know, it's, it's, cause a lot of it I thought was just unfair. Like, I mean, they were still profitable. They were still, it just, they just, Oh, insanely it, it, profitable. It wasn't even, that, it wasn't joke even, of it. it wasn't even a complaint about their profitability or, or their earnings. It was a complaint because they didn't release something new that wowed everybody and gave everyone nerdgasms. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they gave me nerdgasms pretty often. Well, take your phone off vibrate then. <laughs> <laughs> I like my nerdgasms. Uh, um, but yeah, they, they just, they really killed it. Uh, six, like, what is it? $60 billion in revenue or something like that? Did and they, did they say what was the major contributor to that? Was it still phone yeah, sales? Or? Phone, I think phones and their, and their average selling price of phones was up. So there's, so the demand for the more well-equipped phones is, was up. People mm-hmm. are not, aren't necessarily buying the cheapest iPhones they're buying pretty decent iPhones. That's kind of, that's kind of 
Apple's has kind of always been that way where they didn't like like in the last few years they have offered cheaper phones as an option, but they've always kind of rested on the fact that they sold expensive brand a, an expensive brand device and they had a they had enough people that wanted to buy that. Mm-hmm. Yep. They also declared a a um, seventy three cents per share dividend, which is nice because you know Apple is the only stock that I own. That I directly own. So lunch is on you? Well, I haven't gotten the check yet, but <laughs> when, when it comes in. <laughs> so yeah, that, that could be nice. But yeah, I think I've, I mean, I bought into Apple, I don't know, my, my investment guy convinced me years ago to buy it, and I think I'm up three or four X since, since I bought. Mm, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's the only, trust me, my retirement is way behind. It's, it's nothing great, but it's. <laughs> It's the you know it, it was not a bad decision to buy Apple stock I guess at the point I've just like it, just like it would just... not have been a bad decision to buy Salesforce stock it's just that Salesforce stock at any point in time if they have any kind of hiccup they could they have much bigger potential to go tumbling way down whereas Apple is their stock price is backed by just solid performance and fundamentals and just cash generation you know, mm-hmm. profit so I, I I'd be a little iffy on owning. A, directly a lot of Salesforce stock, personally. Not that you wouldn't have, I mean, if I, I mean, looking at their track record, I mean, if, if, at least for the stock price, I mean, I wish I would have bought years ago. Mm-hmm. But I still am not going to buy a Salesforce stock. Because they haven't proven their business model. And uh, it's something I'm personally not willing to take a bet on. Plus, I don't, I don't, I generally don't buy direct stocks directly anyway. I have no business doing that. Yeah. Even people that study this all the time, the problem is, is there's a lot of people that study these things all the time. And you think your information, it's like the, what's the perfect, it's the perfect information theory or whatever. Like mm-hmm. everyone has the same, you don't have any, unless you're insider trading. Everyone, the, the market has all the information that you have. They have more, probably has more information than you have. Because you can't organize and assimilate that information as much as, as much as the market in general can. So you can't beat the market. You don't know something they don't know. Right. Yeah. No, I think, I think where you can beat it is if like you understand, like let's say that there's some certain AI technology and you're an AI expert. And you happen to know that, like, what this company's doing, because of, like, the expert knowledge you have, what their strategy a certain company's taking is, to you, seems like a good strategy. Like, maybe that gives you an edge on the market. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is all these banks, they hire people that are probably smarter than you on that same thing. And they know this, too. That's, a, that's when you just, you can't beat the market. You just, you know. But some people try, and they, they, they do. Just, but it's like these hedge fund managers. You know, there's, there'll be a hedge fund that does good for a few years, and... The manager gets massive bonuses and is famous and everything, and then a few years later, you never hear his name again because they just can't they can't repeat it. It's a, if they can repeat it two or three years, and after that, it's, it turns out that's a fluke, and they just don't know anything better than anyone else does. Do you watch Billions? Mm-mm. It's a great show. I don't know what I think it comes on HBO or Showtime. I don't have HBO. I know we talked about that. I can help you with that. You remember I said I did, I wasn't allowed to spend the money to to buy. I think I said I wasn't allowed to spend the money. You know you know. You know what we ended up spending the money to buy? Because my, my daughter and my, my wife really love watching it. Darn game show network. A game show? Okay. So we're spending 10 bucks is, is it all extra. The, is it all the old game shows? It's or every, is it new yeah, stuff? It's, it's everything. Okay. All new and old. and it's, it's, um, But yeah. So my, my potential earmarked uh, HBO money went to the game show network because my wife you, and my daughter I love bond. How you, I love how you talk like you can't afford to buy HBO or like you... You know, it's against the rules for you to have HBO. That's just hilarious. <laughs> well, no, the reality is, even if I did, I wouldn't have time. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time in front of the TV. 
That's why I like Netflix, because if I do have a moment where I'm just kind of, I got a few hours or something to kill and, and just waste, and I'll pop what on. What are you watching these days on Netflix? Uh, nothing. I haven't watched in a while. Okay. <laughs> you saw my hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did manage, because uh, I was driving, I had dropped my wife and my kids off um, with their dad for the, because they spent, every summer they spend a week up in Oklahoma with them, and I stay behind and work uh, <laughs> and take care of the dog. Uh, so I was driving back and I got a chance to catch up on some podcasts. So that was the first, that was the first time in probably months that I've sat down and listened to a, po- a few podcasts really? all the way through <clears throat> yeah. on, on non like <clears throat> multiplier mode, like okay. normal speed yeah. mode. I, you know, what's funny. I, I was trying to explain this the other day because someone was getting onto me for listening to things that I do every, I watch YouTube videos at multiple, like a 1.5 or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I listen to podcasts that way. And the person was complaining. They were like, well, you know, how do you, I can't even, under, I can't comprehend that this fast. And I, and I tried to explain, like, I'm the opposite. If it's at 1x, it's slow enough that my mind wanders. Mm-hmm. And the information's not coming to me fast enough to keep me engaged. Yeah. Kind of like waiting for a, a Salesforce test to run. I did kind of notice that because I was so used to hearing it so much faster that I was kind of getting a little bored because yeah. there's, luckily the pauses get cut because of the app I use. But yeah, there were there were times where the conversation still slow, was yeah. still a little kind of slow. Yes, back just I wanted to have one more metric on Apple. They have two hundred and forty three billion dollars of cash just sitting on hand. That's that would be just in perspective twenty times Salesforce's annual revenue, and probably two thousand times the amount of profit that Salesforce generates in any given year i mean because they're pretty amazing it's just it's a it's a mind-numbing number it's it's hard to comprehend anyway it is i um i don't really have any anything great but i did want to ask you um or i I guess i wanted to it's kind of a little bit of a rant Mm -hmm. and i do blame some of this on salesforce actually probably a lot of it at least in the salesforce space the fact now that Anything with some some statuses or stages that you that you illustrate with a set of like horizontal arrows mm-hmm. is now a kanban. And let me be here to tell you, John, that that's not a kanban. no, that is not a kanban. Well, they call it kanban. Well, that's supposed that's supposed to be a a sales path. The kanban is supposed it, it, what they supposed. What Salesforce, I'm sorry, words aren't coming out of my mouth quickly. What's supposed to be the Kanban is the view where you can drag and drop the columns, uh, the stages between columns. Yeah. But the, the bar at the top is actually supposed to be the sales path bar or yeah. process bar. But it's, it's really, I mean, but people are, and, and people I'm are tell conflating you, the two and they're they, calling. They do. Well, and also, I mean, I'm going to tell you some things that I know you probably already know about Kanban. But Kanban isn't, it's not just a set of steps. In fact, it's not steps. No. Kanban is not steps. It's a way to achieve just-in-time inventory. Mm-hmm. It's a way to represent that I've used some stuff and I need to be replenished now. It's a pull system, mm-hmm. which is not at all the way that what Salesforce calls Kanban is. is. Why, why do they call it that? It's, they I think at some point some, some software UI designer came up with this column, column-like component and they called that the Kanban component and it just stuck. But th- this is... I don't, and I, this is just a gen, more general commentary on, on terminology that just, and, and concepts, right? I mean, because words matter, and semantics matter. And what are semantics? Semantics are the meaning of things. It's not the words themselves, it's the meaning behind things. And 
you know, it, it just irritates me to see the way that some of these words get used and these terms get used in a way that just, it, it washes away the meaning. Yeah. What Kanban is, what develop, what a developer is. I mean, I'm, I mean, there's, it's just, you see it everywhere, but I mean, and it's just like, now I can't say Kanban. I mean, if I talk about Kanban with someone there and they're, yeah, they know, they know what Kanban is. They're, they're going along with the conversation. <laughs> but I really don't know if they know what Kanban is. Yeah. They might know what Salesforce calls Kanban or what any of these other companies. I'm sure, I'm sure Salesforce isn't the only company to, to call just a, a set of steps a Kanban. Yeah. But even in the software world, and I really like how software teams have, have used Kanban, is, and they've implemented a pull system and really focused on that single piece flow and having like minimal work in process. I mean, if you look at a, if you look at a, a, a team's like Kanban board, you know, you're looking for very few things in process. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more unhealthy to see, you know, the five columns and then pretty deep stacks on each one. Yeah. That's way too much work in process, especially on a single software project where each one of those things that's in process is forming dependencies on other things. And, and they're, they're, mo- they're mutually modifying, like, existing things at the same time. Like, so that's just, you're bound to create waste, just like the Japanese taught us 60 years ago. Yeah. And we still seem to not be able to learn that lesson. I know I'm, I'm, this, is, this is a long and winding rant I'm going on here. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I kind of wanted to, and I, I didn't want to talk about this and kind of rant about just the, the watering down of the term, but also just also talk about just how it's, how so useful that is. And I never, I didn't realize it at the time, probably because I was my, when I learned Kanban and like some of the, like the, the Toyota production system and all this mm-hmm. lean and, and even Six Sigma stuff, like, that was a point in my software development career where, I mean, and of course you always look, I mean, you look back at stuff you did a year ago and you're like, oh my God, I suck back then. I looked back at what I did yesterday. I know, I, I suck, know, like, but... and you should always say that and I always feel that way. But, but really, I mean, the, the stuff, I mean, where I was 15 years ago, I mean, I, I knew so little, little about actual um, software engineering and like architecture and uh, it was, I can't, oh God, if I saw the code that I wrote back then, I'd probably be... <laughs> that would that would not be good for my ego. <laughs> I don't know. You, you might look back and find some some little gem of creativity that you're like, oh, that was pretty clever yeah. what you did there. <laughs> not bad, right. young me. Yeah, <laughs> I like how I'm calling John stored procedure out there. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Jesus, we were crazy to do that. Yeah, I don't know. So some... we're just working with what we had, though. Uh, that's true. I, I go back and forth on store procedures. God, we're just going all over the place. Mm. It's our show. Who cares? I know. Anyway, <laughs> I, I won't get into store procedures. Other than to say, when you need them, they're, they're a nice tool to have. Yeah. But I don't think pe- people need them as near as often as what they think. Yeah. Because the language sucks, and they're harder to test. So if you can do an application code, but do, to, it, do an application code. But to a certain extent, the fact that it's so limited in, in feature set kind of put some guardrails on it and you don't overuse it for things that you shouldn't be using it for. However, in recent years, they've expanded its capabilities with you being able to actually put C sharp code into them. You're talking about MS SQL. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, well, it's, it's basically become this whole middle hey, tier. If, if I'm going to have to write store procedure, I'd rather do it in C sharp or Java than, um, than T SQL or what was Oracle's piece piece, uh, not P SQL. Yeah, um, yeah. Something like, no, um, P SQL is Oracle. PL SQL. Yeah. PL SQL. <clears throat> so yeah, at least give me a decent language, but, yeah, it's just, it's, and then I guess if you're writing it better, maybe, I don't know even what the testing situation is with those. Maybe the testing's better too, you know, because the, I mean, the testing tools for .NET and Java and everything are just, you know, a million times better than database testing. 
Yeah. But I mean, you know, you'll see people that implement basically all their business logic in, in the database. I know, which is, I don't know if that's good or bad. Hey, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's when like, uh, I try to tell people when uh, something hasn't been built right. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it might work, but it just wasn't built right. This is not going to be like, it's not going to be fun to move forward with. It's going to be hard to maintain. Like, no one's going to want to work on this. And like, well, it works. I don't care. And it was, that guy was cheap. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is a lot of times it does work and it works it works cheaply. I don't know how else to say that. Like for me to engineer it the proper way is going to cost you 10 times than what that guy did. Well, that's, that's like arguing that, well, hey, you shouldn't complain about Apex. It's Turing complete. I mean, it can do all the things. It can do every kind of loop and things you need it to do. I mean, it, it can, but the code that you have to deal with is, um, it, it, there's all kinds of, all the illities, you know, yeah. maintainability, testability, comprehensibility. I mean, I all these things that. I know. That, that matter. I mean, yes. But if you, if you, if you take all that out of I the mean, equation, you can build some really cheap yeah. stuff with some really crappy code. Well, like, you know, and it works. Assembly's turning complete, right? But, who, you know, you're not going to write business applications in assembly. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to maintain. I mean, good luck fighting someone who can comprehend it. I mean, that's... Well, that's... that's it, it's an extreme, yeah. but it's, it's, it makes my point. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't, and I'm crazy. You just like to go to the, the nth degree yeah, extreme. Course. That's me. You go all the way down to assembly, which like, like maybe like 1% of developers know how to actually do these days. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know, back to uh, Kanban boards and software. I mean, I really like, I mean, that's become my rule is, uh, and I, 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 I'd like to use Trello. I mean, I don't know if there's stuff that's better. I've used, um, well, the, you know, if you listen to the, uh, the, the Agile guys, they tell you the, the best thing is to, for everyone to be in the same room, room mm-hmm. and for the, the, you know, your, what do they call it? Your board? The, the, the you know, the Agile board or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, for that to be post-it notes on an actual board with someone just like, with a got a sharpie and wrote the drew, drew, drew the columns, <clears throat> but if you're not all in the same room or whatever, then uh, I find Trello is the next best thing because it's so damn easy to use. It is. It's like so that. easy to use, and if you if you learn like the keyboard shortcuts too, it's just it's it's actually really well done. But you know that that tool and probably Agile in general, I think works well when you're able to focus on one. Project. Well, I know. I, we talked. We because that was my problem with true. Trello. Is is I had so many projects going on. That's why I like. No, that's Asana. not a problem with Trello. That's a problem with you. Well, hold on. I, I it didn't work for the way I was working at the, <laughs> and I found Asana worked better because I was able to manage multiple projects from within the same tool. Oh, I even it, I even had aggr- multiple it, accounts. Okay, so yeah. it has ways you can kind of aggregate your work across projects, kind yeah. of in a way. Okay, and yeah. and kind of <clears throat> consolidate down to one view that I could manage all of them from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without without making. Without incurring a lot of just extra yep. work, yeah. Um, so, I don't know much about Asana. Last time I looked at it, it was it was pretty classical, you know, like Microsoft Project style CPM slash PERT. It got know, better management. It yeah, got I've better. heard it's gotten better. They have a whole agile, you know, feature set now. Yeah, and I they've think. got their Kanban, <laughs> right? Of course, <laughs> their their columns with steps in each one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, and uh, I think we know when you use Kanban, you you gotta. It's not if you don't understand. And it's not hard to understand. Heck, go read, go read the, um, I don't know, the Wikipedia article or something on, or any any number of things. You got to understand the concepts behind it. It's not just a, a set of sequential steps. I mean, that is part of it, mm-hmm. but that's actually, you know, Kanban's not about sequential steps. It's just about it's about pull and letting, you know, when a finished good is made, that that lights up their Kanban board, and so the step right before them does their thing. Passes mm-hmm. it on so the next finished good can be made, but then they lights up their board for their upstream, and, right. I, and the, all the way up the to this, you know, the 
raw material supplier gets it's it's a pull based system. And of course, you have to understand because usually the further you get up the supply chain, the the harder it is to the the less kind of ad I'll use the word agile the less agile some of these materials become. And so you mm-hmm. you do have to maintain some level of like inventory, right? But you can still use Kanban to drive the replenishment of that inventory or the the concept of of Kanban. Which right. Kanban just, I think it just means like board or bulletin board or something like that. It's literally just, and sometimes there's like, what do they call the three-step Kanban or whatever? It's like, they're, they're very simple though. It's, it's supposed to be extremely simple. And so in software, I mean, if you don't, you need to understand those concepts because if not, you'll just use it like a bunch of steps. But you need to understand the, that it does need to be a pull-based system. You are trying to achieve single-piece flow because that's how you minimize waste. And if you don't know anything about that, then you need to go, back, you know, read Dimming and Taichi Ono and... And uh, who is the lean thinking guy? Um, I don't know. Oh, you need to understand these concepts because that's that's how you'll really achieve less waste, um, you know, more predictability, predictability in your schedule, all that stuff. Yeah. And you got to understand that you know you're pulling things across the board. It's it's the completion of one thing that pulls you know the next thing, and and it's not it's not a one the the metaphor. Or I guess it's a metaphor of a Kanban is does not 100% fit perfectly to software because in software you do have you're gonna have these steps you're gonna have you know back what's in the backlog or maybe even something's pre backlog it's like hey parking lot ideas or whatever mm-hmm. then you have backlog and then you have you know in progress and or development or whatever and then you have testing and then maybe it might have like ready to be deployed and then you know deployed and finished or whatever so you're gonna have all these different steps and and it's not it's not a 100% the case that just because you finished building something and now you're testing it that that pulled something from backlog in a build like one person generally you know oftentimes is going to see one thing all the way through and it's not until they finish one thing that they actually go to the, back to the beginning of the combo board to the backlog and mm-hmm. grab something so it's not it's the metaphor is not 100 percent, but the single piece flow the keeping work in process minimum those are the those are the winners i think with kanban yeah i just i i know i know of the concept in terms from manufacturing and inventory I, I i don't really know the proper way of adapting it for sales as a sales process it, i don't well i don't think it does because with sales there's better there's better metaphors than kanban funnel is a much better metaphor you yeah. want to jam your funnel you want to jam that sucker yeah with kanban that's the exact opposite of what you want to do right the exact opposite yeah. because in the sales process at every Every step in the your Kanban, your non-bon, non-bon. <laughs> there we go. It's got to be a title. It's got to be. Yeah, in your in your non-bon, your each step you you it's got a hole in it. You're losing some as you go through, right? You know, so mm-hmm. when you go from like qualification to presentation to proposal to contract negotiation to sold or close right. or whatever, like you're losing people at every step of the way. So you want to. I mean, that first step in the funnel, you just want to jam it with everything you can because you're not picking up things as you go along. You're not adding value as you go along. You're losing value as you go along. Right. So the the metaphor really does not fit at all, which is why it's so heretical. I bring out the big to, ones. Uh, to call it Kanban. It just makes no sense. It's, it's, it just does not fit. But it looks cool. It does look cool. And saying Kanban makes you sound smart. And, and being able to drag and drop from one stage okay. to another. Well, Ooh, that is cool. That There's, demos so well. The tool is, I've never used it, but I'm, <laughs> the tool is probably fine. And, and, and being able to drag things from st- one stage to another, that's fine. Just use your own word for it. Come up with your own word. Don't quit <laughs> stealing words and names. 
<laughs> I'll leave it at that. And to that, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite yet, John. Uh, not quite yet. Darn. Well, what do you want to talk about today? Um, I, you are you're really. You, I, you look like you're really struggling. <laughs> I knew it was going to be like this. I haven't slept in a while, so I knew it was going to be like um, this. Well, I, I was uh, I was refactoring some code, and I found something interesting out. So I thought I'd talk about it as a public service announcement. Okay. <laughs> And that was with dates. Um, I was refactoring some code that did some logic based on date. It, it essentially had to find um, the most recent activity. And activity in Salesforce is a task and event. Well, tasks, activities are in the system by date. Events are in the system by date time. Yeah. And I have... Why don't you explain why that is? Because this is a distinction, a subtle distinction that, that people just don't seem to quite understand. What's the difference between a task and an event, John? Well, an event has a starting point and, a start, and an end, end point, yeah, a start time and an end it's point. It's something that is going to happen at right. a specific time, kind of whether you make it there or not. I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing at a time. Yeah. Right. It usually has some, some form of start and duration. Mm-hmm. With, a, with a task, it's just, an, it's just a, a to-do. It's just a, yeah. an item, a widget. Something that will be done at some unknown time, but hopefully by the due date. Yeah. And its state is typically binary. It's either not done or done. There's usually no in-between, although well, John, some people no, like... No, no, nowadays, we have, we, are, we, are, no, we have to include un, non-binary in this as well. I'm just saying, some people like to complicate their tasks, <laughs> but it's either, it's either open or closed. Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep an open mind. There's no in-between. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sorry for that. But uh, yeah, so as I'm trying to figure out the most recent activity, I have to deal with the fact that I have dates and date times. And at the end of the day, all the, once I figure that out, what I store in the system for reporting reasons is just the date, not the date time. So at some point, once I figure out what the right... This is for an event? It's for an activity. An activity. Yeah. Okay. So once I find the most recent activity based on a, on a, on a custom rule set, um, I have to then insert a record into one of the... One of the I just have to insert a record and, and put the date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to, in the point of doing that, I have to translate activity date into activity date time and then... At the end of it, I have to flip it back to just a date. And in the process, something was happening, like something that should have been the most recent date was not the most recent date. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that. Did you talk about this in Slack? I did. And it turns out that the way I was <coughs> casting the date time to a date for comparison or vice versa, I don't remember which one I was doing, um, it kept track of the time. Were you casting or were you like instantiating a new date from a date time? So um, the two techniques that I tried was casting no. Wait a minute. Let me no, it wasn't casting. Okay, so on, the, on, a da- on a date time object, there's a method you can call that's it's called wait, dot wait. date. Let me stop you for one second. <clears throat> In Apex, is there a date and a date time type? Yes. Really? Because in Java, it's just, there's not. It's interesting. Well, I mean, nowadays. But like in the, I thought Java in, had a date. It, it, they do. In, in, the, in the old, you know, original Java util date, um, mm. it represents a, a point in time. So there's really no concept of just, there was no concept of just a date in Java. Now there's new, the, the kind of Joda, what do they call the Joda time now? I think it's java.time. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a concept of just a date. And then there's a concept of a single point in time, which can be a local date time or a, or a zoned date time. <clears throat> but, I thought in, but I thought in Apex there was just... Uh, like a date, right? I guess. I guess not. No, there's, there's a date and yeah, a date time. Okay. 
And there's a time now. By so the can way. you cast a date time? Did you know that? There's a what? There's a time. I saw it's new, right? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Can you cast a date time to a date, or do you have to instantiate a date from? You can't cast it. You have okay. to. You have to convert. So you it weren't casting then. Wasn't casting, okay. but what, on the date time object, there's a date method, and that'll translate that date time to a date. Oh, that's nice. And it drops all the time information. Yeah, that's all it does. It probably just zeros it out. But if you do a date dot value of and pass in a date time, then you get a date data type back. But that date data type still has time information in it. And that's what threw me off because when you do the wait, comparison, wait, how does a date have time information? If if Apex has a date class that is just represents a calendar well, date, hence my question of is this intended behavior? It sounds like a bug. Well, because weren't you saying that at a, at a certain Apex version the behavior changed? Yeah, so I I posted that saying is this intended behavior because that was really weird. I was like, is this a bug or am I, did I do something wrong here? And um, I don't I didn't. I should have names to give people credit, but on our Slack, there um, some people posted and sent me this link to, I think it was like version 33 of the API where that behavior changed and it actually keeps the date. And then I think someone else posted um, saying that there's still a bug with that, that it's supposed to still have, it's either supposed to still have more date information because it only had the hour information. It lost the minute and the second information. So I don't know if it's supposed to have the full time information or if it's, or what, but hold on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I could have been more graceful with that. I'm trying to get your glass. Yeah, and I <clears throat> wanted to finish what was there. Oh, that doesn't matter since, since we're tasting two beers at once. So this is going to shock you. You're giving me a shocker? <laughs> it's grape soda. Actual grape soda. I could see it. It's grape soda. Does it smell like grape soda? No, it does not smell like grape soda. Can you can you tell what fruit that is? No. So I just poured John a purple beer. Ooh. This fruit. My nose isn't shattered. working right, so I can't really. Oh, really? So that's, this is a. This Did is I tell you about my nose? What about? Well, let's talk about the beer, and I'll tell you about my nose. Yeah. So this is a. It's supposed to be a blueberry milkshake IPA, um, which yeah, I get the blueberries on the taste. It's quite blueberry. -y. I did, I think, like ten pounds of um, wild organic blueberries. Pureed them. Organic. There's uh, lactose in here. There's some vanilla. So it's it's, it's kind of milkshakey. I'm but, lactose um, intolerant. <laughs> well, we we'll have to clear this office out here pretty soon then. <laughs> Um, but no, unfortunately, there's got to be, there must be some kind of uh, uh, enzyme in blueberries, fresh blueberries, that that degrades um, proteins because there's just, it killed the head on this beer. Like this this recipe normally has, you know, decent head, mm -hmm. head retention, but it's, uh, there's not hardly any on this beer. No. And I attribute that to the, I don't know what else it would be other than the blueberries, but it's, I don't know, it's interesting. It's a cool color. It's, I mean, it's dark purple. It is. It's it, and it's. I know your nose is messed up, but it, it's quite blueberry. -y. It tastes more grape soda than blueberry to me, but <laughs> stouts, <laughs> just, stouts taste like grape soda to you. I know it just could be my 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 mess. My up almond nose. joy beer tasted like grape soda to you. It did. I mean, that's why I think you need to get your head checked at that point. I might need to. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm not joking. I might need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I'm I'm sincerely agreeing. <laughs> uh, All right. So tell me about your nose. Oh, because. 
last last recording I shared with you something that was happening to me, and you said it was happening to you, and it was that oh yes. on the regular, at least of late, I've been smelling what seemed like cigarette smoke. It was like cigarette smoke. Yep. Um, so I went to my allergist, and um, she thinks it, it could. There's a couple of reasons this could happen. So this is. Just so you guys know, this is information that I read and also information of what my doctor told me. So it's a combination of both. So, you know, take it for what it is. So it tends to, tends to do with your sinuses. Some people get this whenever they have a sinus infection. So that could be one cause. Mm-hmm. My allergist actually thinks it's an aura, a, a migraine aura. And I don't know if you know what a migraine oh, aura is. but That sounds bad, though. Well, some people, when they're either... About to have a migraine, or they're during their migraines. Oh, no, they no, get no, these. That, that, that's what that's the headache you get when you when you when you've done too much lightning development. Yeah, we could talk about that too. You get a lightning aura. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, an aura is a precursor to a migraine, usually. So, yeah, yeah that fits. Where's Where's my laugh track when I even for most people an aura? <laughs> 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 the more common type of auras are usually visual, so you might see you know, spots or blurred vision or, you know, have really light sense or have light sense. And this sensitivity. is just the, like the, the, um, the, the olfactory version of that, I guess the smell version. Of yeah. It? In fact, it's called an oh olfactory hallucination. Um, I've had these. Or phantom smells. <laughs> oh, that's good. Whatever your <laughs> oh, preference So many is. good titles. Hang on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait olfactory hallucination. What was the last Fan- one? Phantom smells. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's next time. Uh, Not to be confused with <clears throat> silent but deadly. Uh, you know what? I was going to say, next time, <laughs> next time my wife accuses me of letting one go, I'm going to say, you know what? That's just a phantom smell. <laughs> uh, Think I can get, get away with that? Maybe. <laughs> Unless she listens to the show and she knows where it came from. I know. From. Yeah. I don't think she does, though. Yeah. So we're treating it, we're treating it as if I have migraines, because I do have a history of migraines. Really? The, the worst case scenario is that it's not migraine, that it's a, it's a small seizure. Oh god, this is getting bad. <laughs> and um, the, it's it's this very small, likely like like. Well, what are the chances that I because ha- I had this like a year ago, and now you have it? What are I, the odds I think of the that? more common thing is it's sinus related. That uh, it's either some kind of um, sinus infection that that causes some issues. I love or, your doctor. Well, you either have a sinus infection or you're about to die. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> she only she only knew that because she had one patient where she had this this problem and. The more they dug into it, the, the further it progressed, and she went to some specialist who told her of this very small, minute possibility of what it could be. It didn't turn out to be that, but she met this doctor who had experience with it who told her this. Um, and if you look online, you'll see something to that effect as well, that some people report kind of these olfactory hallucinations yeah. um, as precursors to, to not only migraines, but also to seizures. So all bets are that it's migraine-related. <laughs> I don't think I'm having little seizures, but it, it's migraine related. No, I, <clears throat> I had this, and the way you described it, how you kind of uh, get like a not a bad, but a, just a slight like burning sensation too. Like yeah. I had that exact thing. Yeah. I had a, just a slight burning thing in my nose, and I smelled cigarette smoke all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I'm laying down in my house, and which is there's which has never seen a cigarette. Yep, and I smell cigarette smoke. Yep, and it's annoying. It is because you don't get. It's like you know a lot of smells you get. Like say you walk in the house and like someone's been cooking. It smells. You smell it first, but then you don't smell it anymore. Exactly. It doesn't. This, but it doesn't happen with this. It doesn't I'm, happen. I know. Yeah. It's just, on, on normal smells, you tend to kind of mm. get desensitized to them, and then you don't smell them. They're still no, there, but no. you don't smell them. But this, wow. it's just always there. How many people do you think are still listening right I now? I don't know. <laughs> hey, I listened to the last Wit uh, podcast. Two Wit. Two Wit. Okay. And um, if 
they, they go, talk about they go off? They, they talk about stuff too. There okay. there are points in the conversation was like, should I still be listening? Yeah, is this, did this turn into this, this get this, personal all of a sudden? This is kind of yeah. like like heavy. They, they forget to stop this is, recording. This is like the point where they tell the boys to go out of the room <sighs> and the women stay type conversation. <laughs> I, I need to, was that the most recent one? Yeah. Okay, I need to try to check that out. Yeah. I, I listen to them sometimes when I when I have time. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm always I'm perpetually behind on podcasts is my problem. I did catch up on code coverage, so that was nice. I have not. I know they released one, but yeah. I, I don't think I've gotten. It, I really gotten enjoy it, it when they release an episode. I do too. I, that's. Probably that's my favorite. So smart guys. Podcast. I I, I think <clears throat> the sign of a good podcast is afterwards. I feel stupid. I feel like I don't know shit. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's. I guess there's a bounce between learning and then just crushing your self esteem. No, it's just you know. I, I think it's always good. And By the way, I don't, I don't know who coined this phrase in my past, but it, it, <laughs> you do, you don't know what you don't know. Like no, no one. You should, no one in your past coined that was coined much much before your lifetime. Someone I know used to use it all the time. Oh, yeah. I don't remember who. Oh, I know who. I'm not going to say the name, though. Oh, okay. Well, you don't know who you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. It's good to know what you don't know. Well, and, and we can... Actually, you know what? You can take that to the logical extreme, which is, which is the um, uh, Rumsfeldian model of... There's your... Uh, what is it? Your, your known knowns. Mm-hmm. Things you know you know. Your known unknowns. Things that... You know are out there, but you don't know them. You don't know the details of them. You haven't identified them yet, but you know they're out there. And then there's your unknown unknowns, things that you don't even know to look for. You're yeah. completely oblivious to them. Blind spots. Yep. Well, there you go. There you go. What were we talking about? <laughs> Cigarette smoke smell. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, so I'm either... I either need to. I'm actually on some migraine medicine. I haven't been on migraine medicine in a while, and I took it on an empty stomach, and that was a bad idea. I got. I, I felt really sick. What is migraine medicine? Is it not just like Tylenol or something? It's a combination of Tylenol and caffeine, like high doses of, oh, okay. of Tylenol and caffeine mm-hmm. and something else. And um, yeah, don't take that and on an empty stuff? stomach. Some uh, awesome oxy or some. Uh, I don't know. No, this is all over some the codeine counter. or at least no. Yeah. Okay, that's no fun. That's it. I don't. I, I have to take so many pills every day. I don't care. So one thing we didn't talk about last week, but it was in the news, and I had thought of it. But you know, and it's unfortunately it's gotten way too much coverage. Um, they're they're definitely at hundred percent coverage on this topic. <laughs> Get it there? That was a programmer joke. I got it, but I was surprised. <laughs> Usually, the no, guy that this, says getting hundred percent is a waste the, of time. It's the coffee company that, that backed out of their Dreamforce contract because hmm. sells, you know. And then, of course, I think did you get that wrong? Because. It was a forty thousand dollar contract, but mm-hmm. it was it wasn't them to to buy into the conference. It was what Salesforce would have paid them to do it. That's what I understood. Okay, yeah, they were going to provide coffee at Dreamforce, right? Yeah, and, okay. and your word made it seem like they lost out on. Oh, I pay, or they had okay. to pay, or some either it was either you or someone else had made it seem like they had to pay forty thousand to to be there, but it was the other way around. If I if I yeah if I said that I, I didn't mean that. Okay, <clears throat> but yeah, I think they backed out of their what to them was worth. You know, a forty thousand dollar deal, mm-hmm. because Salesforce lets the government use Salesforce. But you know, they and also the um, was has been in the news is this group called Races R A I C E S. What is it? Refugee and Immigration Center for Education and Legal Services. Mm. It's a big uh, you know NGO. Do you know how I feel about NGOs? Some of them are great. A lot of them are horrible. I don't know where this one falls. I mean, they obviously provide. Help and legal services for pr- probably illegal, you know, or, well, what's the right word for them? Uh, undocumented, undocumented border crossers or something? I don't even know what you call them. Dreamers. 
Okay. No, dreamers are different. That's different. That's a different group. Is it? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Dreamers are the children of undocumented Americans, or whatever you call them, who are here, no fault of their own, and who want to go to college or whatever and, haven't, and have no criminal record, something like that. Okay. You should know that. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why should I know that? I don't know. You're, you got a closer connection to it than I do. <laughs> that's probably racist, but that's That okay. was racist. But <laughs> <laughs> Slap myself. I was about uh, to be racist on myself. But, but you know, so, so, you know, of course, Salesforce.org is always trying to find, because so people, I guess, Salesforce raises money and people donate money to, sales, to Salesforce.org. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's their foundation. I'm not sure, whatever. Salesforce Foundation. And they basically yeah. just funnel money to other NGOs, which you might want to look who they're giving money to if you ever, give, if you ever think you're going to donate or whatever, help them raise money, because you may not like who they're giving money to. You may like it. I don't know. I, mean, I really don't know, because I don't, I don't go read their who they donate to, but that's always a good thing to do. I love, I do like, cause I always went before I donate money, I always check out charities mm-hmm. cause you can see who they, that's a lesson. You can see what they do you. with their money. You can see how efficient they are, how much money actually goes to the, you know, the, the, the charity itself. Mm-hmm. And you can see if they're, if they are then take in turn, taking their money they've received and giving it to other charities, you can see which ones those are. But I think Salesforce does a lot of that. They basically give money to many other charities and this races is one of them. Uh, they gave them two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they, re- of course, now races is is flooded with money right now, which is it's like okay, big <laughs> deal. So you rejected Salesforce two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They literally have come in. They've they've received like you know like fifteen million dollars in donations in the past month. Wow, and and so so much so that I was when I was reading this article, they, you know, they don't they can't figure out how to spend it fast enough. Wow. So they had the balls. Gosh, I didn't even say that. I'm, I'm using scare quotes. For I guess that, see, that absolves me. I can I say, say shit, any bad word I want to and, and put it in scare quotes and it makes it okay, right? I said shit earlier. Now I Would said it like stop? three times. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to, now you're making work for me. Because I think that's one of the words that's off limits. Is it? I don't know. Maybe it's not. I mean, I don't know. People said their kids listen to this show, so. That's true. Sorry. Ah, <sighs> My bad. Uh, yeah, we're a couple beers in, so things start to, think. things, mistakes will be made. And things will be said. <laughs> but no, so they gave, you know, they gave Salesforce's 250K donation yeah. back and said, oh, we're, it's, 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 um, what do you call it? It's virtue signaling. It's literally yeah. a, I don't know. And this is what, this is why I think this stuff is getting way overplayed. I mean, they're just, but you know, I think Salesforce, and they got it, you know, it's really, it's Mark Benioff. I mean, he said some, this is, this is when this can come back to bite you. What he does. Well, we've always said that, you know, he's out there, he's, he's doing these talks and, and everything, but what happens when he's on the wrong side? Or what happens when, he, when they do something that you don't like? And this is, this is a perfect example of that, you know? They're, they're, they're in business to make money. They're, they're, they're servicing the government and their various industries, and, and now people don't like it. Yeah, so here's one thing that a, a racist person said. But that's a horrible name it for is it because I, I feel like you're saying it racist. racist. I know. It does. I feel like you're saying racist. I know it does. But this person says when it when it comes to supporting oppressive, inhumane, and illegal policies, we want to be clear: the only right action is to stop. Uh, pledging us a small portion of the money you make from Customs and Border Patrol contracts will not distract us from your continuing support for this agency. Uh, what else do they say? Isn't there another way of looking at it? 
You're taking money that they would normally use and taking it and using it back against them. I don't know. Is that, is that what we're doing with like the tobacco industry? We're taking all their money that they would normally count as profit and funneling it into anti-smoking marketing? I don't know, I guess. As long as Salesforce keeps its contracts with Customs and Border Protection, they are still enabling the agency to violate human rights. So, yeah, I don't know. Salesforce, they say Benioff has deflected on the issue. Well, it kind of sucks. And there was another, I read another I, article, I, think, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it said, you know, it actually talked about how Salesforce cannot buy, buy down its, its, I don't know if they were, these are crimes or transgressions or whatever. You can't buy away, which, which I've accused Benioff of doing. Mm. He, I, mean, I mean, he, he buys insurances. I, I don't, I don't say he actually buys down his bad deeds because I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing anything bad. No, I don't. Um, in general. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the guy like, you know, you know kicked a cat or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't support that. And you heard it here, Benioff gets kicked hat. I can't even say it. <laughs> Vote for um, Jeremy because Benioff kicks cats. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean I don't, I don't think he does anything bad. I, I think he just, but he he's he's been very good at going out there and buying insurance against just any number of future unknown unknowns. Now this is an unknown unknown that come, has kind of bit him in the ass a little bit, maybe. And it's but 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 because he is such a visible figure on, you know. All kinds of issues. It's 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 so he's such a big tar. It actually, it, it's backfired on him. He's tried to make himself, uh, de- def- you know, deflective where things don't stick to him. But he's actually made in this case has made himself a giant target. Mm. I kind of I kind of look at it as a different way. I I I, I kind of see it as as kind of like a really immature reaction to the situation. Oh, I think it's immature. I mean, you mean like the, what sales, this group racist did? Yeah, because I mean, I agree, Salesforce yeah. and Benioff, they, their stuff they do comes from a good heart. I mean, it, you may you may kind of infer some kind of like, you know, some kind of motivation behind it, but it's not like it's a bad thing what he's, what he's done and what he's said and what he's championed for and things like that. It's it's just an example of like them eating their own, like pick your battles. Yeah, this is, this and, is not someone also, you want to attack. And, this, and I, this, I get it. These people probably don't like um, Donald Trump, right? But I mean, presidents come and go. Like yeah. you can't like... Every time a Republican becomes a president, you can't like cancel all your government contracts. I mean, it just it doesn't work that way. I mean, Salesforce could probably set themselves up for a lot of legal problems if they were to do that. Yeah, if they got a contract, it it just seems like a really naive, immature reaction to have to their situation. And also, I mean, that's the for okay. If and if you whatever you believe, if you believe that um, you know, there's if you're sympathetic, right, with Mm -hmm. this with race's position, right. Um, it. I don't even know where I was going with this. Where was I going with that, John? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I and I, I, I basically, I think my point is, even if you're sympathetic with that, if that position, it, Salesforce is not. They're not help. They're, they're not, not help. the problem. Yeah, they're not the problem. They're yeah. not the cause of this at all. You're, you're, you're kind and, of and, you're focusing your energy on the wrong. And problem. it's not like if if Salesforce were to like shut off CBP, like they're going to be fine. Yeah, they're still going to. They're still going to do their things they're doing. They're whatever, whatever they're doing. You know, it's like, that's not the problem. Yeah. Get, they're barking up the wrong tree. Yep. They're just, that's, and that's what they're, they're, that's what virtue signaling is. And that's what they're doing. They're virtue signaling. Yeah. The only reason they gave that 250K back is because they had just received a flood of $12 million because of all the press this has gotten. Yeah. Because of the pictures of um, kids with, you know, um, what do you call it? Like reflective blankets on. You know, so yeah. they got a, they got a bunch of donations for that. And so they, they can afford, to send 250k back. I would it's f- kind of funny before now they didn't send that back. <laughs> but now they do. I mean I don't know. Whatever. 
<laughs> I, I don't think it's fair that the flack Salesforce is receiving is basically. I don't either. Here. I'm, I'm here to defend Salesforce and Benioff and his virtue signaling. For his right to virtue yeah, signaling. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. In this case, I don't think he's done anything wrong. I mean, there's a, you know. Yeah, whatever. What else can you say it, about it, It's John? a crazy topic. I, I, I can't believe it's, it's a thing. There's really nothing to it. I just, it just keeps, it keeps lingering. Yeah. You know, for a while there, I mean, Salesforce had some pretty, pretty big announcements in terms of acquisitions and things like that. And I thought, okay, that'll kill that story. It must've been, it must've been a slow news week. And so they, uh, they, did you they see, latched on to this, this, this thing. I mean, just like as of a week ago, I mean, if you were to search like, oh, Salesforce news, I mean, you, you see nothing yep. but this coffee thing. I mean, I've got 20 different, I mean, every freaking tech and news publication on the internet Publish a story on the coffee thing. It's ridiculous. This is hardly even news. Who gives a shit? Bit God, the, the coffee is. at Dreamforce isn't that great either. I've, I've no, and it looked. You saw the photo. You see the photo? That freaking awesome. And no, crappy. You see the photo I posted though? That awesome latte that they had in the story. Like they're not getting. You're not getting that kind of coffee at Dreamforce. Mm -mm. Well, you can. So, you can so, if you know where I go get coffee. <laughs> then you can you can get that. Yeah. But they but, don't have the Dreamforce contract. No. And it wouldn't be forty million; it'd be like four hundred million, thousand. And it, it was, it was in the minutes; it, it was thousand. Just to correct you. Oh yeah, forty thousand. Sorry. Yeah, I've heard all kinds of crazy numbers, and I think it's mainly like because of uh, I don't know. I suppose it's because of, of unions and what have you, but and plus just San Francisco is so expensive. But like those, you know, whatever the the the, the lunches that you get at, at events at Moscow, anywhere that's Dreamforce or any mm -hmm. of the other events, I've heard those cost like thirty dollars. What? Yeah. They're, that's not a thirty dollar lunch. I, I I agree. That, I mean, my my kids' cafeteria. Well, well, and, no, I shouldn't knock and, my kids. My kids' cafeteria is awesome, so I shouldn't knock it. But my old school, know, living in in poverty line elementary school, that's better food. Do, do you know any of the like the organizers of um, Texas Streaming? Yeah. Okay. So ask next time you see one or talk to one, ask them what they pay for coffee service. Okay, I think it was provided by the hotel, but. Well, so maybe they don't know because maybe it's included, yeah. but if it was broken out, because you won't believe just what coffee costs at a, at an event. It's, it's stupid. If you were in an event, you'd be like, oh no, we're not having coffee. No way. No coffee. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, we should have our Good Day Sir uh, conference event and, you know, maybe we should offer. We, we could. We should. The Jeremy we special yeah, coffee because Jeremy sits there every day. Hand, well, not hand, but he grinds his, his thing, and he has a timer, and he has a, a process. Oh, that's that's what I do. I do. He has his kanban set up in, in the in the lunchroom, and he moves everything. John, he pulls everything. Not a kanban. <laughs> it's not a kanban. Quit quit watering down my terminology here. I'm not. It it is a true no, kanban. I, I you have I'm... your inventory of ground coffee and your water and your cup, <laughs> and you God. move the inventory. Oh, whatever. You're making stuff up now. I am. You're really stretching it. I am. I do do a, I do a pour over here, and I keep, uh, I keep whole, whole beans, and I grind them right before I use them. And he's never made me a cup. I have made you a cup before. It's been a while, but I have. When? No, yeah, and when we were in the previous location. Oh, been a while. It's been a while. All right. Uh, did we talk what? about Session M? I know Salesforce invested, and there's some, some uh, did you read, did we talk about that? You care no. about that? Nah, I don't really care about what it. What is it? Uh, I don't care about it, but is, I, it a, is it a thing I should care about? I think it was Salesforce Ventures invested in them. Oh, I don't care about it. There are some, uh, let's say, customer loyalty data aggregator. It's just one of these more, again, collecting 
insane amounts of data on on just unsuspecting people. Yeah, I, I don't. I think there's two sides to collecting data, and you know, Oops. its uses and what it can be used for, and whether it's for the good of man or for the evil of man. It's uh, yeah. There's there's a beneficial. Aspect I mean, because there, there, there's it, certain benefits to having enough data to kind of derive some kind of trend, especially when it comes to like health or you know those kind of you know environmental issues and things like that, where having that data is helpful. Yep. But then there's the you know, the toxic side of things, which is, you know, how do I sell more? How do I get more of your eyeballs on my stuff? And the way to do that is just to know everything about you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the point where, like, I can't even, I can't even, I feel no comfort. And if I have, like, some kind of, like, let's say I have some personal medical problem or mm-hmm. um, someone I know I think is, you know, going to commit suicide or they've got some medical, I, I just can't search for any of this stuff. Because I know as soon as I do, next time I go to Amazon, it's going to be like, oh, Here's your, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction pill. Here's your, you know, whatever pill. Uh, here's, I'm, I'm just trying to, they're going to know everything. Oh, oh, you need, uh, here's, your, here's your personal lubricant. Because you search for, you know, something. <laughs> there are a lot of ex- sexual exa- examples know, sorry. here. Sorry, I kind of went sexual there, didn't it? Are you speaking you basically, for Basically, you no. cannot use Google to search for anything that's remotely personal. No, or, or, I, that, or that can be construed as personal, even if it's a, for someone else around. You know, because it's always like, I have a friend. Oh, i got a friend who has this yeah. problem. <laughs> you, you can't do anything because you know there's the sales forces of the world because mm-hmm. they're in this now. They're, this is their game. Yeah. Um, that are collecting everything. And they can, you may not be logged into anything of Salesforce, but they can, because of this digital fingerprinting, they know mm-hmm. that the, you know, the combination of where you are and your resolution and all these million different things that your browser sends this information and the super cookies and whatever. I mean, it's, it's all still a thing. GDPR, whatever. That that's that's nothing. <laughs> that that is not even an obstacle. No, because all the, GDPR all they do, GDPR is virtue signaling. All they all they well, it's it's political. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it enough to say to go that far with it. But I will say that everyone has kind of revised their terms of service, and it, and it, it basically oh, kind of just modified. How many it. of those have you agreed to in the past? Every month? single one of oh, them, like a thousand. Yeah. But but all it all it all it forced them to do was say, hey, okay, we're allowed to use your data, right? We're still allowed to use your data, right? Click yeah, click okay, right? And and so you yeah. click, you click okay. It's like hey, um, we need you we need you to know that we're we're using cookies. Um, if you're cool with that, just check this, and we'll, we'll you can keep using our site. I'm like, of course, I don't, you know, I, I already knew. I I mean, a lot of us already we already know this stuff. Yeah, I already know what they're doing. Speaking of that, I do recommend these things. Is Ghostery still good? Because I still run Ghostery. It is a, it's kind of like an ad blocker, but it also blocks all of the trackers. It's a big tracker thing. I just but use I, a different but, browser. But I did some, oh, you use Brave? There's Brave and uh, Chrome has one too, I think. Um, no, it, no, Chrome doesn't. Not Nothing by Google does. I mean, they may use Chromium, under the, like the open source thing under the hood, but Google does not want you. This is the problem. You can't, like, John, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> because Chrome is my go-to browser. I, I, I'm most comfortable with its developer tools and all that. But who do I least trust? Do you think I trust yeah, Chrome's like, uh, incognito mode or any, anything? No, I don't because... Was, I, I misspoke. It was Firefox that has a, another browser. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. But no, I definitely recommend check out Brave. I mean, it's, it's got some really cool stuff. Yeah, I like Brave. I use Brave. So I, I basically go full incognito. I, I load up Brave. I start up my, v, my VPN. And um, 
when I, when I want to do some just kind of exploratory searches and shopping, that's what I use. The yeah. only problem is Google, like you said, doesn't like it. And so if you like try to search for something without going directly to the address, it it flags you as being a potential malware oh, and you system. Have, and you have to like you have to, and then you have to train their AI on what photos because they use yes. you. They use you to train their AI. Yes. What which of these photos have a street in them or a, a, a sign or a kid or whatever? You're training their AI. Mm-hmm. They've they've signed us up, the slaves of the world. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that? To train their AI algorithms. Yeah, because you have dared, you have dared to not want to be tracked with everything you do. Yeah, this is the world we live in. It's disgusting. It has two sides to it. I mean, it it brings me to the to the point of maybe these anti capitalists are right. Maybe they have at least maybe they have a point. Maybe they have a point. No, it's just it's just that things have gotten too creepy. It's just out of control. It is out of control. I mean, I. I appreciate being able to discover things. I appreciate, there are commercials that I do appreciate that provide me some kind of information of things that We're I did We're all not. heading to creepy. We all know that. He said it three, year, three or four years ago. When was that? Five years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, we knew it. And he knew it then. He knew it then. He is a... I mean, uh, we're just, it's just all playing out. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I guess my point is, I, I don't hate commercials. I, I, I see the need for them. I see the need to... To I receive marketing and, I, and, I and hate notifications the fact, of products that I may like yeah, to use. I know. And I hate the fact that I block ads. Yeah, I do too. Because I block ads because if I don't block ads, my relatively new, really expensive MacBook Pro cannot load most web pages because it spins up all the fans and, and it, i got to wait 15 seconds because it's completely unusable. Why, while, and I'm watching Ghostery count up, you know, 190 different trackers have just loaded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no wonder Forbes. Well, I, your site is unusable. Do you realize that? With you, with your your desire to track and to squeeze every last fraction of a cent from me via my advertising, mm-hmm. you know, value has driven you to make your site unusable for me unless I use a good ad blocker. Yeah, and so I, and I, I mean, feel bad because I want journalism to be able to exist. I want them to be able to make money. I wouldn't mind ads, and I and I kind of. Don't I kind of like the idea behind that? Like the what's the what's the the consortium that they've come up with? Um, like you know, it's like nice ads or unobtrusive ads or some kind of standard now. In fact, ad like ad blocker and ad block plus or whatever, which mm-hmm. are kind of scammy in and of themselves. You know, they um they whitelist these ads that are non intrusive. Mm-hmm. They don't move. They don't um <clears throat> do intrusive stuff they just they're just kind of sit there on the side yeah and if i could if i could get that world working for me i, I would but i just it doesn't work it still doesn't work and so i've i don't know about you but i'm i'm using this what's the what's the um mic micro block or you block i, I think it's I pronounced micro block yeah so I, I just went on reddit the other day where you go to find out about these things and search for like what's the best ad blocker nowadays and pretty much like everyone's saying that you it looks like you block i think it might be mu block like the greek mu letter mm. It could just be the letter U block, whatever. But yeah, you. Uh, what's it called? Hang on, it's U block something. Origin U block origin, and that is that. Yeah, that is supposed to be like the best, the best ad blocker now. Hmm. It's the most. It's like really efficient, and they're you know the problem with ad block and ad block plus is they, <laughs> they're owned by the advertisers. They sell. If if an advertiser wants to get through ad block, all they have to do is pay ad block. 
Uh-huh. I mean, it's a nice gig if you can get it, huh? Good mm-hmm. work there. <laughs> uh, it's a mess. This it's it's really a mess. And and so, what do you do for? You know, I'm just gonna ask you, what do you do for home? I mean, I'm I'm actually looking at. Um, have you heard of the pie hole? Mm-mm. It's um, it's it's actually it's technically just um open source software. It's they it's basically this um the the reason it's called pie hole is because the way a lot of people do it is they just get a little, like a little twenty thirty dollar Raspberry Pi and they install this software on it, and it's uh it's basically it acts as a DNS server, <clears throat> hmm. and so you tell your router at home, hey, use this thing as my DNS server, and it just keeps an updated list of all of the ads, trackers, all those things. And when your computer and everything on your home network, which is actually great, your TV, your everything, when they go to resolve DNS <clears throat> names for all these things, it basically just blocks or it returns some kind of bogus thing or whatever for the um, anything that's ad tracker whatever related. Hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of those. I'm also I'm gonna get a new um, I want to get a new Wi-Fi router. And I'm, there's a couple of different ones I'm looking at. One of them has that Disney Circle. Have you heard of Circle? Uh-uh. Oh, you should look at that. Because I have kids, and this is a problem. So Disney has a thing called Circle, or Circle with Us, or whatever. You can just mm-hmm. Google, uh, Disney Circle will bring it up. Um, but it's just, it basically just like, it's content filtering, and, and time limiting, and all kinds of stuff, and tracking. Mm. But you know who has a really good router? In fact, it was at one Wirecutter's runner-up, is uh, Synology. Really? The, yeah, yep, they're in the router business now, I guess as of uh, end of last year. And they won the run, uh, runner-up. It doesn't have Circle, but it has... It's on content filtering, and it's based on, I think, Google, um, some kind of Google thing, which, again, it's like, oh, what am I sp- I'm supposed to trust <laughs> Google with content filtering? Really? <laughs> Come on. But no, supposedly, uh, that, uh, yeah, that, um... do you have a Synology? No. Okay. So I do. I've had one for a few years now. It's been great. A million times better than what I had before. And their software, it's just, it's actually quite good. I've always been impressed with it. I mean, it, it's a little skewmorphic. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. I mean, it's... But it's like just the quality of like the updates and just the quality of the software and how how everything works. Really good. They have this huge plug-in ecosystem and like you can run uh, Plex and all, you know, your you can run torrent things and whatever, seed boxes, whatever on all on your little Synology. It's got it's just really it seems really well engineered. Like they're it's just really good quality engineering. And so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna check out this. I think I might get one of those routers. Hmm. I'm still trying to work on my wireless network, but yeah, you need, are you having coverage issues? Want to do the mesh thing? I tried the mesh thing and it broke on me. You broke the mesh. Broke the mesh. So I'm uh, back. I actually had to hook up my old. Uh, not what's yeah, it's old. John my old uh, Apple oh, Wi-Fi yeah. tower. <clears throat> Those things work pretty well. They do. I mean, they don't have any of these. Here's the problem. I mean, I, my kids are at the edge. Like, I need, I need content filtering, big time. Like, I mean, you, I use Apple's tools to kind of limit all the stuff they can do on their iPad, but I have started. Well, those haven't come out yet, though, right? The iOS twelve stuff that's not as available yet. There's some things you can do. There's, there are. There's, I, I, it's basically yeah. blocking the app, though. It's not like content filtering. Oh. It's, it's you can't use this browser. You can't do this. or You mm. can't do that. Well, iOS twelve is going to have some nice stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, boy, we are off the rails, John. It's your fault. This is what happens when we drink on the show. I'm just tired. That's I, my excuse. I, I'm too. I three days in a row now. I've not gotten good sleep. Last night was because my youngest had was having bad dreams basically all night. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. I end up in bed with you? No, we don't allow that. Oh, I do. So I end up with a knee and elbow on my back. But. Yeah, we do not allow that. 
<clears throat> he tried it though. And there's been a couple of times where he has, when he's had a bad dream, he has been allowed to get in bed. But I, if I'm involved, if I come, if I have the chance, like I'd go on. And he was, that's why it happened more than once last night, because he thought he could get in bed with us. Mm. I, was gonna, I was like, nope, it's not happening. It, it does seem like sometimes it's a, it's a, one of those things where it's real, but then sometimes it feels like it's happening too frequently. Like they just want to sleep with you. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm I'm receiving texts here about complaining about financial force, <laughs> which is yeah not surprising. Oh well, I mean I have a few other kind of lightning topics, but I don't know lightning. We are an hour and twenty minutes in, but I'm clearly not going to go work out today because I have a broken foot, which I feel like I kind of spoke that into existence. But the reason the reason that I even brought that up last week is because I had. I had already injured my foot mm -hmm. and thought I was thought it was not anything serious and didn't listen to my body and I made it a bunch worse. You made it worse. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's, you know, I'm, I'm fine with talking about some lightning stuff. I need to learn lightning, John. I need you to teach me lightning. I need to, I'm, I'm, people get, if someone asked me the other day, like, how do I, I'm trying to get some global action to show up on a lightning community. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no idea. They must've gone to you first and then they came they to me. I told them to go to you. <laughs> I didn't have the answer either. I, I tried all the checks checks that I thought to, to think of, um, but yeah, it's, it's a it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, I really hate the way global ac actions work. I mean, I, I would prefer that a global action just kind of gave me the option to say, okay, open my UI in a pop up. Don't navigate away, or don't open in that crappy little panel at the bottom of the toolbar, which it does. Yeah, which pisses me off because your component gets this gray background. And even if you if you put a white background on your component, there's still a margin in it that gets a gray background, and it's ugly as hell. They made this thing ugly. I don't know why panels are ugly. They didn't used to be ugly, but now they're ugly. You can't do this with Salesforce. So anyways, now I'm trying to explore ways of opening the panel, have it run my component, which then launches a different component so that I can get a better looking UI. It's, it's just... Just things like that that bug me. Yeah, this is this is why it's, it's not just that it doesn't look right. It's just that panel has a certain width and height, and it, it's not a good input UI. So when I'm trying to provide some kind of global action that lets a a user enter data, that tiny little component isn't going to do it. I need I need either the modal dialog, which is a compromise, or I need to go to another page because this little little crappy little UI space you gave me isn't going to cut it. So I'm I'm not too happy with the way that was implemented. And overrides, you know, I've, I've been doing a couple of overrides, and you can't seem to, I can't pass data to the override. So that's becoming an issue. I can't default things. So, okay, I've created your override, but nope, can't default nothing. Because Salesforce doesn't, doesn't allow for that. Can't default nothing. Can't default nothing. <laughs> there you go. There's your southern accent. Yeah. I knew you had it in you, John. It's, it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it by watching you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did anybody mark, get that reference? Mark that. Uh, marker. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, see. so so it's it's funny. I mean, I've ha I've already had to double my estimates, pretty much double my estimates for anything lightning related because I never know when it's going to change on me and something that I knew how to do isn't the way to do it anymore. I never know if what I think is going to work is going to work because of some weird limitation. This is this is your this is Salesforce development, man. Um there are things that 
I thought I could do entirely in Lightning using their data service component and go, crap, I can't do it with that because I have to accept that what they're, I have to accept certain limitations in order to use it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't live with that. So I have to go and do this all custom. So it's, it's taken that. Um, I've heard other horror stories. Uh, Chuck Liddell, I, he recently posted on our Slack saying he just built this entirely custom data table which is which is a big engineering feat, as we oh, learned you from. See, um, um, what was what was who's the guy that built the really like massive data table component? Yeah, um, I, I had his name ready, and then you said something, and I forgot it. Darn it! Uh, it's on our website, the extracurricular. I don't even. You know, can I say that the extracurricular is probably a bad name to pick? No, you cannot say that. Because I can't spell extracurricular. That's <laughs> that's just the beer, John. Spell extra. I had to. Toplovich. Toplovich. Yeah. Or Topolovich. Yeah. I don't know how to say yep. his name. Mike. Yeah. And so you, you think something simple or, or something that just has a certain feature set. And then all of a sudden you run into some odd limitation. Like because you rendered something here, what you what used to render here, I'm using hand gestures and no one can see me. Except me. So, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just odd. You do something and all of a sudden it affects something else, some other part of your component. And, and you have no recourse to understand why or how it did that. So I don't know. I mean, Lightning development, I, I, I like yeah. the Lightning UI. I like that we have components. I'm not a fan of, of all the JavaScript involved. Um, I'm still touchy on whether or not it supports ES5 or... Or what? I'm I'm confused on this whole JavaScript thing. Is it ES5? Is it ES6? Is it is it ES2015? I don't know what the official oh, names wow. for these things are, but either way, I don't know if it supports promises or not. All their examples show it supports promises, but then I'll read in the documentation saying it support it only supports ES5. And well, does ES5 support promises? I don't remember. Oh. Um, the linter doesn't like me using constant or lets. It wants me to use. VARs because it apparently isn't aware of all the new features and I'm like this is weird I, what, what's the right way to do this I guess you have a build pipeline where you transpile down to because I mean someone posted the other day uh, actually it was today they were spelunking into uh, into Aura code mm -hmm. and it's all just like a bunch of VAR stuff but I mean who knows maybe that's well it was well formatted but maybe it was um, maybe that was transpiled. Well, I mean, for me, I'm I, I would love to use let and constants, and I would love to use the built-in well, native. You, you promises. can you just have to transpile down to I guess um, es es five, right? Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm confused on the whole JavaScript. So es six is is the 2015 es six, right? Which is the es six. I think yeah. is 2015. Yeah. I don't know why it's interchangeable, but it's, I don't either. It's it's stupid. Just it's just stupid. Can we pick one name, <laughs> I know. please? I'm confused. I think it's ES6 of the technical. So I think ES20, I think 2015 and ES6 are the same yes. thing. Um, and ES5 does not support all the new stuff. And the linter is targeted towards ES5. Um, IntelliJ is targeted towards ES5. What, what by linter? Default. Who's linter? Salesforce's linter. Well, why are you using Salesforce's linter? Why don't, why don't you use, use ES lint? Because Salesforce's linter will tell you if you're uh, locker service compliant. Well, it should just focus on just that then. I don't know. This, 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 this whole thing pisses me off because I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> Would you like some hot drama, though? I just, sure. I, I just discovered this. Okay. Sure. Um, 
There was a uh, thread in the, I guess it's a, it's in the success community mm-hmm. in the lightning grip and, and I have a screenshot of it. I'm glad I took a screenshot. It, now I don't know if I can find it, but it's, um, <clears throat> it was a Salesforce employee. I wonder if I can find this. Is this it? No, that's not it. Someone that works on lightning uh, started a poll. I was like, Hey, what, you know, what, how are you guys liking lightning or whatever? And it turns out that people overwhelmingly, this is in the success community, you know, it was, it was a negative response they got. Really? Yeah, and some of the comments were interesting, but it was definitely, I don't think it was what they were expecting. Gosh, I'm still looking for this. Where is that? Oh, here it is. <clears throat> the Lightning Experience team is looking for your feedback. And of course, it's got like little, <laughs> little Lightning symbols on it. In order to prove our products and to be able to provide you with the best value, we would uh, like for you to please complete the following poll question. Thank you. Based on my estimation, Lightning has given my end users this estimated level of productivity gain. And you have different categories, 0 to 25% gain, 25 to 50% gain, 50 to 75% gain, and 75 to 100% gain. There's overwhelmingly 0 to 25% gain. And if you read the comments, people, a lot of people were like, it's, it's actually a negative gain. Yeah. Um, I don't know some of that just is probably just axe grinding or people or whatever, but no, it it's slower. I know there's some legitimate stuff. I mean, there's some, and I don't, you know, of course you know me. I'm like, don't, I use this stuff all as little as possible because it's enterprise software and it's just it's, ugh, ugh. green puke emoji. If I can, <laughs> um, but there's some things that are faster that I've kind of grown on me a little bit. Like and, what? And, um. I don't know. I'm kind of getting used to that object manager thing. I see. I, you know, well, I'm, see, I got used to it, but it doesn't make me faster. It's only I because I got used to the way they yeah. wanted me to use right. it. That I had to break you. my workflow yeah. the way I normally yeah. use web pages in order to accommodate how, how they how want me to do it. How many years into Lightning are we now? You think three? Yeah, I think three. This is year three, I think. Maybe. And they're so we're basically saying they're still kind of not at. It's to, it's, That's the problem. Is with it, it even though. worth it yet at this point? That's the problem with it. Is, it's, is Lightning it's still not worth? Would you still rather be on Classic at this point? In some cases, yeah, because I can do it faster and better. So the hot drama here, John, is that I just went to click on this exact link to go to this post, uh-huh. Success Community, and guess what I get? What? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Was it? Wh- where was the post? In the Success. In the it, Success. In the, community? I guess it's in the Lightning Now group in in Success Community. Hmm. So they didn't get the response they wanted, so they deleted it. <laughs> you know, Salesforce is. It's or it, maybe it, someone asked the question, asked a question they shouldn't have. I mean, Salesforce. Like, you, like someone goes, "Oh, you don't know, ask that question." What, what are they? What's it called? You got to be on brand. Yeah. Right. Is that is that the term on brand? Yeah. I mean, you basically have to be on everything. Everything. Everything that's said and that's visible has got to be on point, on brand. Yeah. And if it's not, then it's. I don't know. Did you have any other feedback from that, or just just that? Did I? No, I mean on this. Oh, there were tons of comments. Yeah, with people like being specific about. Mm. And you didn't have those screenshots. No, I didn't screenshot those. Darn. I know. It was long. It was. T- I would have had to scroll and screenshot it a bunch, and that's not worth it. Yeah, I I, I still have my my kind of likes and hates with it. Um, it it is tough. I mean, I, I still it is it is very tough. I mean, um, I still think it. You know. It it kind of has to be done. I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm. Salesforce couldn't stay in the old page request response paradigm. 
you know, they had to move into modern web app. I mean, they're a web app. They are the quintessential web application. Yeah, but with so this, with this they, new technology, we're all trying to figure out how to be efficient with this new technology. Well, Salesforce's extra big challenge is how do you? It's not that they, it's not just that they had to solve the problem of how do you make a modern web application. It's how do you make a highly extensible and programmable mm-hmm. web application oh, with and multi-vendor, multi-party components on one screen, all that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. No. Um, and this is actually a great, you know, this is a teachable moment <laughs> where, you know, you think you've got a great idea. I mean, I, I wish I was in the pitch meetings when this idea was pitched to management, to the lightning. Mm-hmm. And how great it would be. And I'm sure they had beautiful screenshots. And then they had, a, you know, the design, the design people had already, you know, come up with all the design metaphors and everything. Uh, and they laid it all out and talked about, how, you know, they had this in a way that people would be able to customize it. And you'd be able to drop in, and then admins can just drag and drop components. And they're, they're developers now. Right? And, they just, and these guys, I mean, they, they, ooh, they got excited over it. I'm trying to use non-sexual metaphors here. It's very hard. Well, <laughs> I just failed. He failed. I? I just failed. Um, but you know, they just, it's just, and then, but it had to be done. It had to be done. But, but, but the, te- but, no, I didn't, I didn't finish my point. The teachable thing here is that software is freaking hard. Yeah. And it seems, you feel like you have a clear, you see, you feel like you've cut yourself a clear path and you can see where you are, and you can, you can actually see through this path of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But you get there, and you realize that, oh, crap. This is actually not where we wanted to go. We have a long way to go. And you're looking up and like, oh, crap, why is Mount Everest right there? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's where we have to get. And that's what it feels like. And, it's, and it, when you're trying to like herd, I don't know, thousands of developers, I mean, this probably, I mean I'm sure on the core lightning team is probably, it's probably a, a, a couple dozen or something. But I mean, in general, though, I mean, all these other teams have got to like lightningify all their stuff, and mm-hmm. and then you've got to, you've got you know tens of thousands of customers who are going to you're basically forcing essentially onto lightning and ISVs that you're forcing onto lightning, and it's like how do you make how do you solve this build this system in a way that solves all these problems in a way that doesn't piss off guys like me and you, and the answer is you can't, can't. and you will not be able to. No one else has, and no one else will. Because you're trying to solve a problem that can't be solved in the way that you just pitched that it can be solved. Yeah. Sounded good. Got them excited. And you got approval for it. But it ain't happening. It's enterprise software. It ain't happening. And we just have to live with that. It's just, it is what it is. And it will always be what it is. It is, but to a certain extent, I think what they got wrong was some of the fundamentals. Like, they released it way too early before the, even the fundamentals were ready. And they, they, they pushed it on us, and they told us, lightning that's is old, here. That's water under the bridge at this point, it, John. That was but, three years ago. And you can, okay. keep, you you can, can keep, say that. No, you, can, you can say that. I know I can, because it's true. That's old news. Sure, I agree with you. You can, I'm not, you can, you can I'm take not my concerns and the reasons why no, it's tough I'm to, not disagreeing. I'm just saying that's three years ago. I mean, like, let's, let's deal with today's problems. Well, today's problems are a cause of, of crappy foundation. How am really? I supposed is to? Is that fair? Is it crappy foundation or is it? Is, it's an, you're, the foundation was impossible. It was never going to happen. It's impossible. You think Salesforce can't hire smart people? You don't, you, think, you don't think they have hired smart people and paid, paid top money for the smart people they can get? Of course they have. They've got them. Why, why did they seem caught off guard that, that everyone, every single instance out there was passing parameters to another page? 
Why did they act like they got caught off guard when 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 we wanted to to run our screens and now have certain? Now you're probably getting into politics. I'm just saying it, it, there, internal there internal things, corporate politics. There are plenty of things that the system used to be able to do, whether it was documented or not, that we relied on. They had that data. Sure. And they were aware of it because oh. Salesforce PS services themselves yeah, did these right. things. I mean, they, Salesforce even trained people to do these things. And yet we didn't get those features in Lightning. And we still don't have a lot of those features in Lightning. Yeah, no. And they, they were... Uh, some but of yet the stuff, they're telling us that the it's the new up, shiny no. and we all have to do it and we all have to get on it now. And they're advertising to our, our users. They're bypassing us as system administrators and developers and going to our users and saying, hey, why aren't you on Lightning I yet? Know. Well, I, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with all that. And I bet you a lot of the, I mean, this is, but that's not the choice of the engineers. And I'm not saying you're saying it is, but that's the choice of management. I mean, that's the situation we're in. We're told Lightning can do it, build it, do it. And we're, every time we go on to do it, we get egg on our face but because John, for the, it can't how, do it. How long have you been working in the Salesforce ecosystem? And how long have you been in the Ohana, John? How long now? I'm old. And have, has there ever not been a time where Salesforce was overselling and misrepresenting? Ever. No. And Lightning doesn't change that. Salesforce is the ultimate sales organization. If they're good at one thing, it's selling. You're telling me I have an abusive boyfriend and I should accept it because I, I've known for years that they've now been see, Now you're abusive. making me to be an awful person. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you're telling me to accept it because I, I got into this relationship knowing that they were going to abuse me and I should just accept that they're going to continue to abuse me. No, you should just accept them for what they are. Same thing. <laughs> uh, maybe so. <laughs> maybe I so. I need to break up. I need, uh, Salesforce <laughs> yes. and I need to break up. <laughs> I'm tired of you wow, this is This is the ultimate sit on, come sit on my couch episode, uh, isn't it? Man. <laughs> I'm trying. I work my butt off, and I try to get around these limitations, and I try to get around, get around. And it's it. like I'm, I'm trying to do is not disappoint people, and it's so hard. I know it's still so hard. I, I really, I really enjoy producing quality work. I enjoy, I enjoy writing code. I enjoy designing user interfaces. But it, it sucks when the technology prevents you from doing that, or or when you have to go back to a client and say, "Hey, I thought this was going to be able to do it. It seemed like it was going to do it. Even the documentation seemed like it was, I was going to be able to do it, but I can't." And it's hard for me to say, oh, it's just, a, it's a Salesforce limitation because the client doesn't care whether it's a Salesforce limitation, doesn't care whether it's a my experience limitation. They care that they, they asked for this to get done. We said we could get it done and it's not done. And at the end of the day, I, I feel responsible for the entire thing. No, I, I do too. And when, I when, mean, even, even when it's a Salesforce issue, I still feel responsible. Well, I'm the one who gets, I mean, I'm the one who gets held accountable. Yeah. Uh, every time, every time. All that matters is, well, why didn't you get it done? Why is it, you know, I mean, just like, I was like, I don't know. I didn't pick, I'm not the one who picked this platform you pick. I'm just here to try to facilitate it. <laughs> I hate that, that. But I don't even use that excuse. I mean, I, I mean, every once in a while, sometimes I have to educate people. Like, listen, I don't, I only control certain things. Yeah. And, and, and there's not very many things that I control, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but it's tough. I mean, Salesforce makes it seem like it can do everything. And in the sales cycle, Salesforce tells them they can do anything, I, and you come off as the idiot that doesn't know how to do it because you're saying I, that's difficult to do. Yep. Or I can't do that the way they're saying no, it can no. be done. Every new client that's just gotten sold by Salesforce, it's like a it's a re-education process. It is. It is. But that's just that is enterprise software. I mean, that I don't. Is, you think Salesforce is any better or different than Oracle or Microsoft or any or uh, SAP or I say mean, they are. 
I don't know. They, oh, pff, everyone says they're better than everyone else. I'm better than you then. Yeah, I'm better than you. See? Just prove my point. Better than your mama. <laughs> well. I'm going there. <laughs> uh, uh, you, had to, you had to kick it up a notch, Emerald. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. Wow. I blame the lack of sleep for this episode. <laughs> no, that's probably somewhat fair. I uh, I still struggling with the financial services cloud because I learned something new. Um, so they have this roll up thing that I've been fighting, and we finally got it working. And we we used their documentation this time, got past all the those issues. And then we had an error with one of the uh, roll up jobs, and it turns out that they're they chain. So they'll have like a, this this configuration table that says here's the roll up jobs to run. And you just tell so it. So they have their own. We talk, I feel like, am I having deja vu? We talk, they have their own custom roll-up yeah. thing? Or, okay. Yeah, so this is the same thing. Okay. Um, and I found a new limitation, which is that they chain these jobs. So they'll run a, a, a job for one of them. So you have, let's say you have 10 in the list to run. It runs the first one. When that job finishes, it runs the next one. And it's a chaining batchable job. So cause, and the reason is they're working within the same limitations <laughs> that we're all working they in, are. right? Which, which maybe is good. Maybe the, the, the financial services and, or financial cloud and, and uh, health cloud, because they're both managed packages, maybe them doing it this way will go, oh, crap, we've made this hard for our developers out there. But anyways, that aside. Now, another weird thing about it is it's, these things aren't atomic. Yeah. And we're dealing with financial data, and these operations are not atomic. Like, there's no bank that would, or, that would accept that. No. Well, they're not. Well, these systems aren't designed to to manage all that. They're more of kind of hubs to surface up this information. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're saying just lower your expectations. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not like your bank is using Salesforce to to manage your savings account. It's not doing that. Well, pe- people are running Financial Force. Well, that's a different story. It's, it's a similar. It's a similar <laughs> problem though. It's like I really? guess. Anyway, so back to this. They're chaining the jobs, but as you know, if you chain a job and one fails, it's bailing out of the whole thing. Well, I didn't, I didn't even think about this, and I didn't even realize it until I dug into it more, and then I saw it happening as I was monitoring the logs. I was like, oh, crap. When this error happens, it's skipping the rest of the jobs. Yeah. And so that's what I'm having to fight now. So essentially, this roll-up thing has to be perfect every time. If there's one error, nothing so, else So runs. are there things you can do that make their jobs not run correctly? Is that what you're saying? That makes yeah, well, we did. Okay. We, we deactivated some record types that we weren't using. As simple as that. There were some record types that were part of the native install that it installs. Mm-hmm. And, and we said, oh, we're not using those. We don't need to make those available to users. And they never, they never thought that people might deactivate record types, right? We had, we had to go into the config and remove it from the config of the roll-up job itself okay. to say, don't use this. But it was just, it's just an you oversight. Uh, yeah, you, we just didn't know that. You didn't know, right. You know, yep. this is a new product. We're all learning. But still, it's just like, we didn't get any errors. We, I mean, we got an error, and the error was um, invalid ID. Yeah. Invalid field ID yeah. or something, something weird and generic. And we don't have access to their logs. It's in a managed package. Yep. So I can't see where that failed or what happened. Right. I had to, out of the 20 jobs we had, I had to run each one but you can, manually to find which one was grant, causing the you error. You can grant them access to your org and they can see the logs, something like that. Yeah. But that doesn't work very well either. I mean, but that, that, we'll talk to Matt Lacey if you think that works well. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I just recently spent a month trying to figure out an issue where they said, hey, I read the documentation. You didn't. It does do that. See? <laughs> I'm like, you just released the documentation yesterday. <laughs> Come back and tell me I didn't read documentation. I read your damn documentation. 
Don't get me started. I think I think that ship has sailed. Anyways, so that was that was a, another lesson learned. It was just one of those things where I thought we put that to to bed, and then we run the jobs, and now I find out it has to be perfect because otherwise, if one job fails, none of the other ones run. Well, and it makes sense because they all probably build on each other, so it 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 would not make sense for those jobs to continue on. It probably works up a hierarchy of roll ups, you know, right? I, I don't know. That's why they're probably chaining those things. No, I, I think I they're chaining them because they're chaining them. It's, it's there's no grand inception mind meld that said, oh, we need to do this because it makes sense for this. They're just chaining because that's what the technology dictates. No, exactly. I mean, there's a reason they're doing. It. I'm not saying it's they're doing it because limitations of the platform, right. not because they're they're trying to be efficient. Right. Yeah. We're, that's we're, what bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I mean, they're they're having to play by the same rules that we are. So now we just have to make sure that everything in the config is perfect because otherwise none of the rollups work. Yeah. And you don't know if it's perfect. There's no. Well, and, and I guess the, ideally the, is, like, the config systems, would support the option of no, I, on, I on error, continue right. or, or stop. Well, and, and, and I feel like normal systems don't allow you to do things that aren't right. Like you're not allowed to insert some foreign key value where that key doesn't exist. It's a problem. It, the system stops you from creating invalid state, right? But in this world, you can create invalid state all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you will f- not find out until later, and then when you find out, you're gonna find out in a way that you have no idea what's going on, no idea what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a managed package. You can't. I mean, there's no way to to inject state management into that. I, I mean, well, and and I, I don't think the managed packages have any. They don't have the ability to prevent you from deactivating record types or to putting the system in an invalid. You are able to put the system in an invalid state, and there's nothing the package can do right. to stop you from doing that. Right. And I don't have a good answer for that. That's a hard problem. Yeah. And apparently Salesforce is doing this better than anyone else is based on uh, their revenue run rate, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is that fair? I don't know. I'm not saying it's not, is or is not. I'm just saying that Salesforce is this runaway success, you know, and they're doing something right. Maybe this, maybe this is better than everything else. I mean, they're, they're, it's not like I don't want to sit here and hate on the platform. I'm not. I mean, there, no, I'm, there are I'm, things I'm I trying do to be like fair. I'm trying to be fair to them. Yeah. I just, I just had these random limitations. It's easy. That... It's pretty easy to sit here on a dumpy little podcast and complain about Salesforce, right? That's yeah. uh, so. I'm trying to be fair. I mean, I'm, but being fair can sometimes be brutal for yeah. both parties of the conversation. But I think being fair means that sometimes that like maybe they're doing this the best that can be really done. I mean, show me someone who's doing it better. And maybe it just comes down to the fact that you know when you're trying to solve this scale of problem, it's just inner. But I, you know, and I, I it's I'm, to be fair, I, mean, I always use this term pejoratively. It's enterprise software. What do you what do you expect? They're trying to solve way too many problems in way too broad of a way. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of consulting and a lot of developer time and all this to do to do big things. It just it just feels like, it, <clears throat> even though this is a new product for Salesforce, both this one and Health Cloud, um, it, it doesn't feel like we have like partnership with Salesforce. Like it, it seemed like early days yeah, Salesforce. It, it's it's the it's the um, the impedance mismatch between how many people at Salesforce can help you versus how many people need help. Yeah. Right. It just seemed like early days when Salesforce and Visual Force first came out. I, I worked on some pretty big projects who were early adopters of Visual Force. And I had to figure out a lot of my own, and I had to do some things that Salesforce said we could do because we have Visual Force now. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. Um, and 
but it, but it felt like I had a partnership there. I had Salesforce resources. I had their PS team. Not only that, but I also had direct access to some of their their product management team because this was a new product. And it felt like we were all part of this kind of let's get this going and working and make people happy situation. I don't feel that way with Lightning, and I don't feel that way with with these clouds, these new clouds. It feels very much like we're out on our own. We have to figure this out. We have to be careful about how we say and do things. We have to cover every base we can so we don't look stupid. Some of that's you work for a small company now. Eh, maybe. And in the past, you worked for a very large company. Yeah. Could be. You're right. But also, I think it's just the fact that, I mean, I think Salesforce continue that ratio of the size of Salesforce to the, how many customers I have keeps getting bigger. Yeah. They just, they can't, they can't give you any kind of direct one-on-one help. It, yeah. it doesn't scale at all. I mean, if you do, it's lucky and it's just, it's a point in time and you better enjoy it when you get it because you won't see it for another 10 years type of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it certainly feels like one of those situations where I'm just going to have to fail a lot and climb back out of it and just gain that experience. I mean, that's that's just where I'm at right now. And it's now. a move. It's a, the thing is, it's, it's not like you can solve this problem. It is a moving target. Yeah. I mean, lightning's constantly changing. And then what's after lightning? And what's after you know? Just always these. It's a, it's a platform. I mean, they're they're deploying hot fixes and bug fixes and and what weekly patches and what all this stuff uh, constantly. I mean, it's just it's. You know, and then, uh, you know, debug log size reached. Max debug, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, or just, I mean, it, it's just, it's never ending. But, yeah, it gives us jobs, you know. That's why we have a job. If it was easy, we wouldn't have jobs. If it was easy, five million people would be doing it. Yeah, they'd be pointing and clicking all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, so one of these days I want to, I had on my list to talk about WebAssembly. Yeah, so I want to talk I've been about that. I've been trying to get into that. I'm um, not trying to get into it, but I, you know, it's it's fascinating. Well, it's, not get into it as in learn it. It's happening. Read it. It's happening. Um, that's for sure. I want it to happen. It sounds awesome, but I also want to talk about um, Flutter one of these days. I heard of Flutter. Are you serious? Yeah, it is a unfortunately a Google project. Oh. I believe. Yep. What is this? Can you repeat that, please? Google search, commonly referred to as Google Web Search, or simply Google. What's going on here? On your iPhone? Do you have Google installed? In- no. Oh, Siri heard you. I guess I don't. That's I don't, Siri. Yeah, but I don't think I have that turned on. That feature where it voice activates. Maybe I do, and I didn't know it. I've oh. never used that. Apple's spying on you. Oh, God. Which is ironic, considering what I was just talking about. Yeah. But no, Flutter such is good um, and they're spying on you. Flutter's Google's. It's a it's Google's. Um, it's kind of like the latest technology for cross mobile platform development. Hmm. Yep. What is that trying to compete with? Um, everything from Ionic to React Native. Um, okay. Uh, Xamarin. Okay. Is that a good thing? It's it's interesting. I haven't built anything with it, but I the. Their approach is interesting. Hmm. So we'll see. I, I'm not sure. Is this based on JavaScript, Node? No, it's um, it's not. And I, th- I think what I'm waiting for is for the, some of the, like the, the the UI frameworks and things to develop out of it. But it's um, I believe you develop in Rust. Okay. Or maybe it's Dart. Knowing Google, can't remember. Maybe it's Dart. I well, Rust Dart. is the new up and comer right now, which is also on my list to get into, but. Is Rust not a cover? I guess. I mean, you got yeah. Rust and Go, and no, I guarantee it's not Rust because Google is a is a very much a Go, yeah, 
Um, yeah, so it's a it's a mobile app SDK. Looking for actual information here. Just getting nothing but marketing fluff. Well, it is called Fluffer. I mean, Flutter. <laughs> Fluffer is a totally different thing altogether. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say Flutter. Yeah, I think it's Dart. I think you develop in Dart. But it's it's got like, um, I think it's got its own little VM engine or something. Huh. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It Again, I, I'm tired of paying obviously, obviously I'm not very educated that, on all it, that VM money. Yeah, they're definitely, I don't think they're going to do any Java stuff again because they're, they got in trouble with that. Yeah. Oracle. Anyway, one of these days we'll talk about some other stuff. Yeah, let's, let's start transitioning. Yep, get off this lightning, <laughs> lightning stuff. <laughs> let's get back to some interesting developer topics. There's only so many things I could say about lightning and everything else. I'd say if we transition, we transition. I wonder if I can avoid lightning long enough until it's like the next thing comes along. Then you'll be behind the curve. Actually, you, know, you won't be behind the curve. You know how cool it would be to say this? Like, I just completely skipped lightning. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm going for. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll have less gray hair than me. I'm just, the thing is, like, in general, like, I'm just, I'm not sold on the user experience or the developer experience. I'm just not sold on any of it. And none of it excites me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's starting to happen. The tooling is getting better. The process builder is starting to get better. Flow is starting to get better. And I've already, I've already lost work because of it. Not that, not that I'm hurting for work, right. obviously, but, <clears throat> but there have been plenty of design sessions where, you know, this, the solution is, oh, we can just do that in a process builder. Or we can just do that process in a flow. Process builder, a.k.a. technical debt generator. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. Well, yep. yep. Yeah, that, was, that was a project I, with I that. thought I was going to have to do, but yep. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> have, fun, have fun building a, a business on process builder. Could be work. <laughs> it's turning complete. <laughs> All right, John. Can we be done? Yes, we can be done. I'm tired. Yep, I know. I'm surprised you made it this long. This, is, this has been a... Uh, Quite an indulgent show, hasn't it? it Almost has. two hours. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize to everyone. All two of you that are still listening. There'll be more than two. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right, John. Well, uh, we didn't talk once about Slack. So I guess we should do the oh, yeah. normal kind of yeah, outro. We, we have an awesome Slack. Uh, we, well, our, our community uh, uses Slack as a communication device. So, uh, if you're interested in chatting with us and joining that community, uh, the best way to do it is by joining our Slack team. And John, how do people do that? Uh, you go to our website, www.gooddayserpodcast.com forward slash community, or go to our website, click on the link community, and enter your email address. That goes directly to me. I do add you manually, so please be patient with me. And you're in. I love how you always give them two options on how to navigate to the community link of our site. It's just part of the spiel. I know. It's like you've got it committed to long-term memory now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we still have shirts to give away. If you're interested in a shirt, let me know. Um, I've been pretty good at sending them out because I recruited my wife to do it. Oh, good. <laughs> so that's, that's a pro I, I, move right there. Um, it, it's great to, to get a request and then like three or four days later, someone says, hey, I got it. <laughs> Not Two months later going, are you still going to send me that shirt? Yeah, I know. So, our track record is not good. So we're, we're getting good better. Intentions. We're getting better. Um, yeah. I still have mugs if you're in the U.S. Do I am, you really? I'm willing to get rid wow. of some of those mugs. It cost me a little bit more to send, but I am willing to get rid of my stockpile of mugs. So if you would like a mug, a Good Day Sir mug, um, let me know. You can email cool. me at info at Good Day Sir Podcast, request a mug, or you can go to our Slack channel, DM me, and request a mug. 
And also, uh, get, get at us with some, some feedback and uh, questions and stuff. Info at goodacerpodcast.com. We need more of those. Yeah, or you uh, just get us rambling like this. Yeah, exactly. This is what happens when you don't send us your, fe- your, your questions and topics to be discussed on the air, and we just go on and on and on about all kinds of inane stuff. All right. Professionals. We, we've got to end this thing, John. We've got we to put it out of its misery. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to that, I say, good day, sir. Not a Kanban. I have no idea. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.